With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, this is Joshua David Stein, host of the Fatherly Podcast, the perfect podcast for the imperfect parent. Join us as we talk to dads like Ken Burns, Tom Colicchio, and John Legend about fatherhood. Listen free by searching for the Fatherly Podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you subscribe to your favorite podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Uh, It's good to be with you on a Tuesday night as the college football playoff rankings have come out and, Jonas, this is a big deal because from this point in all of the previous rankings, if you were in the top four and lost, you didn't make it back in. So you're starting to dwindle. You're starting to trim things down. That's one of the big things that we'll be covering tonight here on Fox Sports Radio as we're in for Jason and Mike. Yeah, no, and it's a pleasure to be here. Now, Dan, I know you don't work a lot of nights. No, I don't. So this is bizarre. You being here at Fox Sports Radio with the streetlights on is very is a strange feeling to you. I'll walk you through how the nighttime crowd works here. I'm right? used to darkness just because, you know, I get up early and work out. Well, I, I mean, like, like every, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's that's my thing. I, I've, I, I'm, I'm a fitness – I. 
I love fitness, yeah. I guess, is is the way that, that I like to put things. So I'm used to the dark. I'm just not used to working at night. That's yeah, no, I, mean, I mean, this is you – know, I hear you, man. Like, usually when the darkness starts to hit, I, I get nervous because, I, you know, I play a lot of golf. So that yeah, means yeah. things are – I've heard that. I'm, I'm I've, clearly a golfer. You know, speaking of darkness, I've heard that you're like – is it is it the, the prince of darkness that yeah, I've, that I've that's, heard? that's been thrown around. Now, how can you become the king of darkness do you know is there like a, a succession uh, or is there a, a path where you can become the king of darkness well you, if you want to be a king you've got to ride the subway in new york and, oh. then, and then act like you're gonna fight ennis Cantor when you're really okay. not like okay. that's that's how you become a king that makes Re- a, allegedly that's makes what i hear a lot of sense and that's what lebron james did on monday night and i still have a lot of lebron on my mind as well just because i think of what we saw in the last 24 hours outside of actually you know what i'm gonna take that back including those Subway videos that he posted. I think there's some hidden meanings with LeBron. And shockingly enough, Jonas, LeBron James is trying to send subtle hints. He never does that before, but now he's decided to. Well, I mean, Who, most, me? yeah, 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 you, yeah, you LeBron. I'm yeah. talking about you. He's such a badass. Uh, he wants to fight everybody, but uh, but he never comes at it straightforward. It's always passive aggressive. So thank, thank God, thank God, things like college football can play out on the field, yeah. Dan, where, where teams get after it physically, unlike this pretend stuff LeBron tried to. Play. Yeah, and at least LeBron, for like in his defense, he didn't steal sunglasses when he went out of the country. We'll get to all of that as well. But these college football rankings are out. And there's there's things that stood out to me. If you missed it, Alabama is the top-ranked team in the country. Wrong okay, number one. There was no surprise there. I don't care if you thought Miami because oh. of their great win against Notre Dame <laughs> would vault to number one. Not going to happen. It, absolutely no way. So Alabama comes in at number one. Clemson is at two. Don't say Clemson. It's Clemson. Yeah. Number three is the, those Miami Hurricanes. And number four is Oklahoma. And on the outside looking in, Wisconsin and Auburn rounding out the top ten. And this is significant. Georgia, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Penn State. But really of those ten teams right now, Jonas, I only think eight have a legitimate shot. But when we see these rankings come out, there isn't too much of a surprise. We we know that there's a lot that's going to happen. But of how things played out, Alabama being number one wasn't much of a surprise. Miami moving up. Maybe them being behind Clemson was one. But otherwise, nothing real shocking from the committee tonight. My favorite thing I heard on Saturday after my – because sometimes you tend to overreact in the moment to things. We all – I mean, everybody is a victim of hyperbole from time to time, right? Oh, but yeah. but on Saturday, I was, I was seeing things like, man – how can Miami not be the number one team in the country? You see what they did to number three? Hold on a second. So Alabama beating the 16th ranked team in the country on the road, and they're going to get docked points for that? <laughs> like, are you high? What, what are you talking about? That, that, that doesn't work out that way. Here's the other thing. If you're the committee, and by the way, the other narrative that, that an unbeaten Wisconsin team um, isn't going to make it into the college football playoff, go to bed. All right, and wake up when you're ready to have a legitimate conversation because whoever thinks that is insane too. But here's – if you're the committee, like you've got the ability to sort of work this thing to your advantage because it is a TV show, right? So if I'm the committee, why not take some chances? If they did want to put Miami at number one, as much as I think it would be craziness (laughs) – why not? If you know that the ACC, it's basically a de facto play-in game to the Final Four between Clemson and Miami if they both stay as they are uh, when they get to the ACC title game. If that's the case, I mean, why not mess with it a little bit? Why not just make one versus two every weekend? And then that, you're like, yes. like, like, yeah. you're like, 
what? How did Michigan get down to number two while Wisconsin's number one this week? So we got a one-two matchup at Camp Randall coming oh my up God. Saturday on Fox. Hawaii's number two? <laughs> Who'd they beat? Yeah, why not? I mean, like if it's if we're gonna play this all out on the field anyways, why not take some chances? Like I'd rather have total and complete chaos down the stretch. Then just sort of this, oh, well, pencil them in, pencil this in. Come on, let's make it fun. There there are opportunities to get the chaos. I tweeted out when the rankings came out, Auburn, I believe, is the school that is going to wreak the most havoc, if you will, because of what they can do. What's amazing about Auburn, and this stat, I don't know if you will hear anywhere else, but it's true. In Auburn's wins this year, the closest game they played was against Mercer. Okay, so they've they've blown out every single that, SEC team that, that they have Ray played. Is that Ray Mercer, the former Celtic? No, that would be Rod Mercer. Oh, okay. Isn't Ray Mercer a boxer? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think Never Rod, heard of him. No, cares. it's Ron, it, Ron and Ray. They well, are Mercer. If his name yes. was Ray, he'd be a better ball player. <laughs> I love that song, Mercer, Mercer, me. No, the fact is, is Auburn is playing really <laughs> good football. They have that loss to Clemson. They lost a tough one at LSU. But they have been dominant in their wins. Because they are a two-loss team and now sitting at number six ahead of Georgia, ahead of a one-loss Notre Dame team, that's an issue. Now, in the SEC, Georgia can play everything out and yeah. win out, and then they're going to – if yeah. they would win the SEC title game, they're, they're in. They're in. Yeah. The problem becomes if Alabama doesn't make the SEC title game because of their loss to – if they would lose to Auburn, if Auburn would beat Georgia, now you've got – an Alabama team that didn't make it to the national title game with one win, and you've got an Auburn SEC championship team with two wins. And then you would have likely two teams from the SEC in that playoff. Then you got to figure out, okay, you've got Oklahoma, who's got a bunch of great wins at Ohio State, at Oklahoma State, and against TCU. You would have your Big Ten winner, whether it be Wisconsin or Ohio State. And then you would have to figure out Clemson and Miami. So Auburn is really the team, in my mind, that can mess this up, and the committee showed it by putting them at number six in the rankings. Um, here's the other one that, that would be funny to me. So what would it take for let, – let's take a couple of these teams. So the higher you are, the better chance you have to lose and still stay in the top four, right? I think that that is – yeah, for, uh, for, for argument's sake, yes. Okay. Miami being at three instead of at two – how much bigger of a deal is that? Because if they're sitting at three and they lose to Clemson in the ACC title game, they're out. But if they were at two and say there were some other losses, and again, I'm just throwing yeah, out yeah. Some, some some possibilities there. If they were ranked higher at two or at one, there's a better chance they could stay in the top four. That's why if, if I'm a Miami fan, maybe this concerns me a little bit because you're looking at it going – all right, even if we lose, is there an opportunity for be, for us to be in? Because if Wisconsin wins out there, in, what if Wisconsin loses? And then you've got one loss is mixed into it. Like, that's where this gets tricky because we can all say, well, all you got to do is be in the, in the top four and everything's fine. But if you're one of these teams, like Oklahoma's got a loss. They're sitting at four. I mean – what there's a couple of things that who know could happen and, and next thing you know Oklahoma's out like if mm-hmm. o- if Oklahoma wins the Big 12 uh they they win the title game and uh, they're sitting which, with one loss which by the way not I'm sorry to interrupt but now when you were looking in the past of saying well they need a title game they need a title game so now Oklahoma's got to win another game when right. they've already had three right. of the best wins yeah, it's in the college worst football. timing ever yeah, yeah absolutely. the worst timing ever but, absolutely but if you're Oklahoma Say Alabama gets to the yes to the SEC title game and loses, but say 
you're going to take the Clemson-Miami winner in, so that's one. You're going to take, uh, if Alabama loses in the SEC title game to Georgia, Georgia's getting in, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wisconsin's getting in if they went out. The, run the table, yep. All right, so if if Oklahoma wins, like, isn't there an argument to be made that, that maybe Alabama doesn't shouldn't drop all the way out of the top four? Like, maybe Alabama could fall to four, and now Oklahoma gets jobbed? That would that that is part of the chaos and the like, dilemma that you like, would have. But with Alabama, for as great as Alabama is and as as dominant as they are, they wouldn't have the wins in my mind that would match what Oklahoma put on the table. I mean, and, and this which, is which is good. why Florida State being as bad as they are now that you look back at it. it oh, it's the, awful! Like it's yeah. terrible for Alabama. Yeah, terrible. it's awful. It's awful. I I look at this this top ten. And there are two teams in the top 10 that I don't see having a shot at getting in the playoff. Notre Dame, I'm sorry, it's it's over. And what really hurt them was Georgia losing. If Georgia kept on winning and was unbeaten and stayed at number one, you'd have a one-point loss at home early in the season to a team that, you know what, they're number one. That, that That's something that you can look by. But Georgia losing hurts them. Notre Dame also just doesn't have another game on their schedule. They've got Stanford, but everybody that's ahead of them has got other opportunities to get better victories. Heck, Ohio State, who's right behind Notre Dame in a two-loss team, has an opportunity to have a win against Michigan and then what would be a top-five team against Wisconsin. And the Buckeyes jumped four spots all the way into the top ten just by beating a Michigan State team it was number 12 a week ago. So, so, so when you screwed, see these see, see these jumps, <laughs> Notre Dame, in my mind, doesn't have a route to get to the Final Four. And Penn State, who made it in the top 10, they don't have a route either. But Wisconsin, Auburn, Georgia, and Ohio State, those schools that are on the outside looking in, those are the only eight schools that I feel that have a legit shot at making the top four. Oh, this is so screwed. This whole thing is so effed up. All of it is so effed up. And, that, and that's why I was saying a couple of weeks ago when – um, when Ohio State beat Penn State, it was the best thing that we could possibly have because it created so many more opportunities for everybody else. And I know there's other losses that have happened since, but it just it created so many bigger games towards the end of the year. Like all of a sudden, you tell me Jim Harbaugh is not going to get up to try and ruin Ohio State's opportunity. Like like Jim Harbaugh is going to have his guys ready to play because he hears the narratives and the conversation. I know you're a big Michigan fan, Dan. So I, I, again, I don't mean to I'll no, pull at your heartstrings. We, we, we bust chops, but that that, that that's out of bounds. <laughs> no, no, that is not the case. That's um, not the case. Can't no, do it. it. This is and. And for everybody out there that wants an eight-team playoff, understand that when you want more teams in this playoff, you're going to water it down, and it's going to be less interesting than it is now. Because if it's an eight-team playoff, we can write this out now. We can fill it out now, send it to the committee, and say, hey, whatever. Like, I mean, here it is. Just you know, go with this. Uh, and, and you know what I love uh, about this as well is we look at college football, and no offense to Wisconsin, who's unbeaten and took care of Iowa. But Iowa was ranked 24th, yeah. and we're saying <laughs> – Hey, 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 Tim, check out that win that Wisconsin had at home against the 24th ranked team in the country. Like, big deal. Like, like, like we are blowing these wins out of proportion to try to make cases and causes for teams to get into the playoffs. Oh, he is Dan Beyer. I'm Jonas Knox. We're in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon tonight here on Fox Sports Radio. You can always find us, by the way, on the iHeartRadio app as well. Uh, up next, we're going to tell you about, uh, well, well, somebody made a really, really bad decision. I mean, a really bad decision. But it's one that could cost not only themselves, but a lot of people around them. We'll tell you who that is next year on FSR. Fox Sports Radio, it's the Jason Smith Show. I'm Dan Beyer. That's Jonas Knox as we are in for oh. Jason Smith and Mike Michael Harmon tonight. 
I was called Mike Mike on the mornings, but you always get Michael Harmon. You can always hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. They can get you at? At the Jonas Knox. It's easy enough. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's uh, tweet us at Fox Sports Radio as well if you want. Is this George I, Michael, by the way? Oh, you know it is. This is a this was a Wham single, so this was a uh, part of this was the Make It Big album. Um, have you seen the George Michael documentary? Of course I did. Oh, uh, has it good? Of course I did. Yeah, it's, I saw a little bit of. Yeah, it. it's it's uh yeah you know it's, it's tough to take. He's you know he's my favorite artist and yeah it was it's really good. But there's there's a lot about this um the Listen Without Prejudice album that has been done in other documentaries. A lot of the Sony. Uh, fight that he had that I've seen in other parts, but yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, I uh, I got a a fake leather jacket recently, mm-hmm. literally by this is a true story, and I was wearing it, and uh, I was talking to my brother about the George Michael documentary, and he's all, "Is that why you went out and got that?" <laughs> and I looked at myself, you got the beard as well. I, I looked yeah. at myself, and I'm like. Good God, he's got a point. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's like forty bucks, but Jesus, this is a spit. When did I get these hoop earrings? Yeah, like I, didn't, <laughs> what, 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 uh, I, I had something else to say. It wasn't appropriate. Oh, uh, geez. Uh, I've lived in LA for twelve years, and you are a Southern California resident. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, native, I should say. Yeah. What is there are a lot of things that are that are new to me or different to me, even after twelve years of living out here. Paparazzi is something that is still somewhat strange. You'll see it in random spots. Maybe you're going down the street and there's a restaurant. You'll see just guys hanging outside of even a coffee shop with a camera. Yeah. Man, you're like, wow, I wonder what celebrity is in there. I've seen guys jump into vehicles and take off in front of a Starbucks to try to go track down the celebrity that was just at that coffee stop. What I never thought that we would see is actual paparazzi at LAX, which isn't uncommon, but for three UCLA basketball players that have never played a game, and that's right. what we had today. What type of punishment do you expect in school? What you're listening to is the scene as LiAngelo Ball, Cody Riley, and Jalen Hill all came back from China after the three UCLA basketball players were charged last week with shoplifting. Of course, they had to stay in China for the week, but they are now stateside, and that is the audio of the players going through LAX with the paparazzi in front of them. And I'll tell you what, credit to the paparazzi. I would have no idea what question to ask, let alone how much was bail, because that was one of the questions by one of the reporters that we got today. Hey, Leandro, what's your dad going to ruin Monday Night Raw again? (laughs) Hey, when's the last time you ducked because you're with your father? Stay in your lane. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely amazing. Hey, uh, Leangelo, why does Lonzo look like a praying mantis when he takes a three? <laughs> That's what you got today when those three players came back from China. And the big question now is there is a press conference scheduled for tomorrow that is going to be missing one very important thing. And that is, ball? No, no, I think he'll be there. He'll, he'll, yeah, yeah, I think I, I have a feeling LeVar Ball is going to somehow make his way into the press conference, or at least the press coverage tomorrow. Oh, yeah, man. What won't be there are questions from the media. 
The media is not going to be able to ask questions as this press conference takes place, and we will find out from UCLA what is going to happen to these three basketball players who face shoplifting charges. But apparently those charges and everything in China has been settled, Mm -hmm. allowing them to come back to the states. Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott said as much. Of course, Donald Trump, the president, intervened and mentioned to the uh, Chinese president that, yeah, if you could uh, take care of this and do it quickly, we'd really appreciate it. That has been done. But now it's are these three players going to be done at UCLA? Oh, yeah. Bye. See ya. This is your out. You really think that yeah. they are gone, that Go- they are going to be kicked off the team? This is your excuse, man. It's like you're thinking about dumping somebody, and then you find out they fooled around on you. It's like a w- the weight of the world off your shoulders because you were going to get rid of them anyways, and now this is just ca- this is cause. Like th- this, is, this is a reason to part ways. This is your opportunity. Get away from the circus it, like don't don't associate yourself with any more of this crap again. Get away from it. Show that you've got some guts. And then if you're USC, you sign all three of them. I know fair to. I know, I know like fair all to, three of them. I don't know if they would want some of them. I mean, let's let's be honest. The, the talk about LiAngelo Ball has been as well. Okay, there's no way he's going to match what Lonzo did at UCLA, and I'm not even sure if Lamelo can match what Lonzo did. I think Lonzo is going to be the best of the three Ball brothers, and many others have said that. But is it? Is it fair? And, and and I know that sounds odd. I just I don't know if it is to completely kick them off of a basketball team because of some stupid a stupid shoplifting decision they made on a trip to China. I mean, I, I just I understand that the rules that they had over there made it much more difficult. But if they went down to Westwood and took something from the you the know, California, bar. yeah, the hookah bar, the Diddy Reese, or the California Pizza yeah, Kitchen, whatever. <laughs> if you went and took something from there, would they be kicked off the team for it? I don't think they would. I think that, that they would get a, a suspension for a certain amount of games. And and I know that you're going over there to spread goodwill and you're trying to make a good impression, but this is a bad look on UCLA no matter whether it's done in Westwood or whether it's done in China. And just because it was done in China, I don't think you can kick these guys off the, the team entirely. Plus, they're 18- and 19-year-old kids, and isn't that kind of – I don't want to say that's what college is about, but you make stupid mistakes and you try to learn from them, and I think kicking them off the team is way too harsh of a penalty. Yeah, by the way, there's a place, Gypsies in Westwood Hookah Bar. Uh, I don't smoke, obviously, but they had beers there, like these 32-ounce Bud Lights. I had four of them one time, and if you offered me a sex change, I would have taken it. Okay, so I, that's, I was wait, annihilated. 32 ounces. Yeah, 32 times ounces. Four. Times four. Okay, that's eight, 100, 128 yeah, ounces. Unbelievable. Of- yeah, I time traveling. I swear to God, I, this is not a, not a true story. If if somebody would have walked up to me after the fourth one when I was so bombed and said, "Hey, how's uh twenty bucks for a sex change?" I said, "Oh, what a steal! Yeah. Let's go right now!" It's, like well, I, the hospital's un- just unbelievable. Up the street. Yeah, right across the, the blind, way. Blind drunk. Let's but, do it. But I digress. The back, whole shebang. Back to those you thieves. Don't say. Yeah, yeah no. back to those thieves. Um, this is your chance. All right, this is UCLA's opportunity to get away from the crap. So why wouldn't they take this chance? Why wouldn't they take this opportunity? They embarrassed the entire school. They went over to another country and not only stole from one store, stole from three or four reportedly, tried to lie about it, and they found the goods in their room. Like, this is your chance to say, we've had enough of this. Uh, uh, we're, we're not going to tolerate this. And if you're Steve Alford, if you're if you're UCLA, the, the the higher ups there, you can get away from the Ball family, get away from the chaos, and go let them sort it out on their own because it's not worth the trouble. It's not worth it. He's not good enough. This is Lonzo. I get it. He's not good enough. But is it with the other three? Uh, or with the other two? Excuse me, because there are three. And if if that's the case, then you're uh, then Lavar Ball's outreach with his antics has really gone to a level yes. that I don't think people 
thought it would where you're getting two guys kicked off just if you're UCLA trying to rid your problem of one of the kids. I mean, if you're then Cody Riley or Jalen Hill, that's that's a really tough spot to be. I just I don't think that if they did something that is so stupid, if they got suspended, and I think the magic number here is seven. The reason I bring out seven is UCLA's schedule, to be honest, is pretty easy for what they've got compared to maybe some of the blue bloods that you're going to face like Kentucky, you're going to take on a Michigan program. But they've got seven games that should be winnable if you're a UCLA program. They have a game against Michigan on December 9th. You could play seven games without those guys and really not hurt the program. I'm curious to see if they are going to give them a suspension of seven games, if it's going to be less or more. The the kicking off part is definitely still on the table, and I think that people are looking at that. I just think it's way too harsh, and I think that there there is a magic number. I think it would come down to like 10 games. I think that's what they're going to end up missing. Uh, I want to say that, and I was listening to uh, Petros and Money on AM570 LA Sports, our local affiliate in Los Angeles, yesterday, and they were pointing out that th- uh, there were several Rick Neuheisel when he was head coach at UCLA for football that he kicked off a couple of guys who there was – theft reported a couple of guys were kicked off the team then so there is a precedence in ucla of this not being tolerated and you got to go couple that and and we can say it's lavar ball and and all the the spotlight that he shined on these kids and the negative vibes he's brought to everybody involved and everybody who's around him and and all the things that he's done that people do not like this is part of it man like like you are going to be looked at differently you know it's like like when if uh, name a random linebacker in the NFL, just what a random linebacker. Let's just think of one, like a random uh, a, a guy that's not like an All Pro. Yeah, just the, just like uh, Blake Martinez, okay. Green Bay Packers. Blake Martinez, Green Bay Packers. If he hits somebody helmet to helmet, fifteen yards, and man, that was looked dirty. But whew. Vontez Burfict does the same thing. What are we talking about? <laughs> All right, this guy should be in jail. This guy. <laughs> And, and, and I'm not saying that, that this is all LiAngelo's fault. The theft is, but his father has brought such negative vibes to the whole family and, and, the reputa- and given them such poor reputations that this is part of the fallout. You're going to be looked at differently and judged differently. If UCLA, no pun intended, had a set of balls, they'd just kick off LiAngelo and let the other two turn, return and not even suspend him. UCLA That'd press conference, 11 o'clock local time, 2 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow. We'll find out the fate of not only LiAngelo Ball, but of Coley, Cody Riley and Jalen Hill. Uh, he's Dan Byer. I'm Jonas Knox. Uh, in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon here on Fox Sports Radio. want to let you know we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We have great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Up next, we got a bit of controversy in the NFL involving a pro bowler. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, the great Tom Looney. Oh, thank you so much, Jonas, for that outstanding introduction. The green team in the NBA won again. And the clock will hit triple zeros. Nothing unlucky about this. 13 consecutive wins. The Celtics beat the Nets by a final of 109 to 102. Word pictures from Sean Grandy there, 98.5 FM, the Sports Hub. And Boston Rockets lost tonight. That doesn't happen very often. Toronto rep Houston 129-113. DeMar DeRozan 27 points for the winners. James Harden 38 for the losers. Dallas lost tonight. That happens a lot. Spurs booted the Mavericks 97-91. Free at last. Free at last. Three UCLA basketball players are free at last. Leangelo Ball, Jalen Hill, and Cody Riley have landed back in L.A. and gone through customs. 
Number one, Duke jacked up second-ranked Michigan State in college basketball tonight. 88-81, Grayson Allen, 37 points for the Dukies. And no, you're not tripping. Grayson Allen had 37 points for the Dukies. It's KU and UK at this moment. Fourth-ranked Kansas, number seven, Kentucky going at it. Kansas in front, 47-45, 10 minutes left in the second half. And on college football, the new college football playoff poll is out. Alabama's the new number one team in the country, followed by Clemson, Miami, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin. And Dan Beyer and Jonas Knox are talking about it on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, I love those college football rankings because it's all hypothetical. That, yep. that, that's all it is, and we can come up with how many imaginary scenarios you want and make it seem fun because it is. What about if Auburn does this? What about if Alabama loses? Yeah. What's going to happen with Clemson and Miami? I love it. Again, the college football playoff rankings, a dandy, dandy idea to improve college football's blueprint across the country. And the cool thing to do is next hour, when we reset the topic, I'm going to give the complete opposite opinion of what I had the first time we talked about it, <laughs> just to see how many people have been listening that entire time. Oh, great, great. You know, that, that's, that's the landmines you throw out there for people to walk over. I'm interested to hear the opinion of Greg Olson, the Carolina Panthers tight end, who will actually be giving his opinion of what he sees during the Vikings-Rams game in Week 11 that comes up on Sunday from Minneapolis. Yes, Greg Olson, an active NFL player who is going to be activated by the Panthers coming off of IR to be ready to play Week 12, will be in the booth on Fox with Kevin Burkhart and Charles Davis coming up on Sunday. That is great news for everyone that is not affiliated with the Minnesota Vikings who apparently wanted Greg Olson to be kicked off of that broadcast. The NFL Network reporting that the Vikings reached out to Fox Sports and the NFL to see if Olsen would be removed from the broadcast because the Vikings end up playing the Panthers later on in the regular season and didn't want the Panthers tight end to get any inside information or get additional information by doing this duty with Fox. And interesting, we've seen this before. Matt Hasselbeck did it when he was a backup quarterback in Indianapolis, I believe, ended up going to the booth for a game during a bye week. But this is Greg Olson. You mentioned he's a Pro Bowl tight end. He's going to be returning to the Panthers, who are a playoff contending team. And Greg Olson's got a big part of that. He will be in the booth on Sunday for that Rams Vikings Okay, who was the crew that he's supposed to work with? Greg Olson? Yeah. It's Kevin Burkhart and Charles Davis. Okay, now... This is where this this is if Fox was smart, okay. If they were, and I don't want to say that they're dumb. That that was sounded bad. Can we dump that, please? Um, if but if 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 they wanted to cover all their tracks here, you know what they would have done? They would have put him on the same broadcast as Rick Spielman's brother, Chris Spielman, and then let's see if he bitches and moans. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, up a notch. Yeah. If we're gonna get people angry, let's start a family feud. Why not? But but think of this. It's it's out of the ordinary. It, it really is, and it's interesting as Fox is trying to find different ways to do broadcasts and bringing in active players, which I think we've seen with Tony Romo, that when you have a player who is immediately removed from the game, provides a different, yeah. and in my opinion, a more refreshing analysis is maybe somebody who's been removed for a longer period of time. Now you're getting analysis from somebody who was actually in the game right now and is going against some of these schemes that he's going to see on the field. It is a great move broadcast-wise. So while I sit on the fence here, I can understand 100% why I wouldn't, if I'm the Minnesota Vikings, why I wouldn't want Greg Olson. And and in defense of what Fox and the NFL were doing, as I continue to sit on this fence, you didn't think maybe Rams and Vikings were going to be the game to watch in Week 11. And all of a sudden, now there's so much at stake in the NFC. But I get where the Vikings are coming from. Um, and the Greg Olson, by the way, give him a little bit of credit. Most players, when they get a bye week, and it's time to rest up and do whatever. And he's already thinking about his next career. He's still got a lot of good football left. 
He is coming off the injury, but he's expected to make, you know, he's going to be fully healed and ready to go. But he's already thinking about his next career move. So he's already, you know, getting, you know, getting reps, live game reps doing it. He does stuff for the NFL Combine with the NFL Network when they're working out the tight ends um, uh, at the at the Combine. Mm -hmm. So good for him for, for taking the chance and going out there. I don't think they're going to put him in a position to where they're going to cause problems and he's going to have intel on I, don't, I mean come on everybody already looks at everything as a conspiracy anyways i don't think the nfl or fox yeah. is going out of their way to start another i i guess i i guess i look at it as the paranoid side of the national football league of the the gms and coaches and the scouts who all may feel paranoid i mean the the same film that you watch is the same that every other team is going to get it's the maybe the conversations and it should be noted greg olson is not going to take part in the pre-production meetings with the Rams or with the Vikings. So he's not going to be in there when the when the broadcasters go in, talk with some of the players, try to find some of the things that are going on. I mean, even at times you can have a coach say, we may try an onside kick at some point to get things going in the second half. Now, Charles Davis isn't going to say, guys, Mike Zimmer told us they're going to onside kick it maybe in the second half, so look out for that. What will happen is Charles Davis, after the onside kick, would say, Mike Zimmer told us something like this could be coming this week, and here they executed it. Yeah. So, so, so the so the broadcasters, th- there is there is, you know what you can say and what you don't say. Heck, NFL insiders, the the best of the best, report on ten percent of what they actually know of what's really going on. So, I, I Greg Olson isn't going to come back with a handful, a stack full of papers, and be like. Hey, Coach Rivera, look at what I've got. You know, just game plans and all these tidbits about the Minnesota Vikings. That's not going to happen. But I can just understand why the Vikings feel uncomfortable. And it's such a tight-knit unit in the NFL. It's all, like I've always said the most secure employment in the world is to be an NFL coach. And you'll think, well, no, guys get fired all the time at the end of the year. There's like six or seven that are out of jobs. But guess where they all end up? back on an NFL coaching mm-hmm. staff somewhere because everybody's friends with somebody and you may have to move around and maybe you'll take a little bit of a pay cut, but it's still a damn good living. You could do it 30, 40 years if need be, if not longer. And you're always going to have work if you're a good coordinator and you're a decent person and people like you and you're good at your job. So that being said, with the NFL being such a tight knit community, you know how many former players are analysts or broadcasters? You mean to tell me that, as we mentioned, Chris Spielman is sitting in a pre-production meeting with somebody, and there's teams that are holding back info because they're afraid he's going to go tell his brother Rick Spielman, <laughs> who runs the Viking. Like, come on, man! <laughs> like, knock it off. I will admit, whenever the Monday Night Crew is what is doing a Redskins game, I always take whatever John Gruden says as as truth. Oh, because Jay Gruden. yeah, because yeah. of Dre. So because yeah. uh, of Jay, and so I always feel like. Okay, well, if he says that, that must have come from Jay. That must have come through the back channels. I've always, whatever the the Redskins are on Monday night when they played the Chiefs, you know, a month or so ago, I'm thinking everything that he said and looking at the Redskins, I'm like, that must have been told or at least some point in the conversation that came up. So I actually, I I view the game that way. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should have enough enough respect and, and wherewithal to understand that maybe John Gruden wouldn't do that. But I'll tell you what, I know he's not going to tell us BS when it comes to it. Uh, it's like... Uh... A coach would refuse to have Chris Collinsworth in the pre-production meeting because Collinsworth still lives near the Cincinnati area, and he might talk to Marvin Lewis about something. <laughs> Come on, man! Uh, it's it's the life of the Jesus. NFL. The the paranoia that continues to roll <laughs> like, on. Not everything oh. has a grassy knoll. Holy God! How about Rams Vikings being like the game coming up on Sunday? It's absolutely. 
It's amazing. Yeah, I know you've been really critical of Jared Goff uh, and the Rams, Dan, for a couple of years. I think you should apologize. I think I think now is the time uh, to apologize. Yeah. I, I, I have not. If I've I've, said I was going to say, if I'm going to have to get in line, guess who's standing right beside me? The guy oh, who man. drank 128 fluid ounces of Bud Light. Was it at the hookah? Yeah, Bud Light. At, yeah. At, at, in Westwood? Uh, yeah, it was called Gypsies. <laughs> Sorry, that's just true. Anybody listening on AM570 LA Sports, if you've been to Westwood, you remember a hookah bar called Gypsies? You know what I'm talking about. They served beers in paint cans. And you got ripped. <laughs> Justin Frostberg, our executive producer, knows exactly what you Oh, had. How many did he Reese cookies then afterwards? No. Uh, I, none. I, hmm. Yeah, was there was uh, there's like a little cookie ice cream shop next yeah, door? Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. 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 It's like a dollar or something like that's that. That's probably where I am after the gym. Yeah. Yeah, a dollar. Well, you earned it. Yeah, I did. Listen, I did. Burned you, it off. You earned that cookie, Dan. You All know right. I did. So he's uh that sounded weird. He's Dan Byer. I'm Jonas Knox in for Jason Smith Get and line! Mike Garman. Here on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Coming up next, LeBron James. All right, before you think, all right, you guys are talking LeBron, I'm out. No, no, no. LeBron James. Who, me? Yeah, you. We know where we think we know where he's going to be playing next season. I don't even know if this is considered breaking news, but it probably should be. That's coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. It's the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer. Hey. We're in for Jason Smith and Michael Harmon. You can always reach us on Twitter. Love to hear your feedback. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox, and Jonas, they can reach you at. At the Jonas Knox. The Cavs didn't play tonight, but still the NBA buzzing about what happened last night with the Cavs' comeback in New York. And it was an interesting, I don't know, 24 to 48 hours, what we saw with the Cavaliers coming back and getting that victory. But it's more about maybe what was said after the game. And then what was said maybe leading up to the game. So we're going to join us. We're going to do something a little different. We're going to kind of start from uh, what's most recent and then backtrack. Because yeah. this was after last night's game. Ennis Cantor of the Knicks, of course, got nose-to-nose with LeBron James after LeBron and rookie point guard Frank Nilekina, or as Frank calls it, Nilekina. Yeah, different pronunciation, but Nilekina is easier for you and I to say. I'll just call him Frank. Yeah, that's good. We can, we can just do that. Frank, Giannis, it's all easier that way. Anyway. LeBron and Frank kind of get into it, and then Ennis Cantor comes in, and then they have words, and then the ref separates them. This was Ennis Cantor after last night's game between the Cavs and Knicks. I don't care who you are, King, what, what do you call yourself, King, Queen, Princess, whatever you are. You know what? We're going to fight, and, and nobody out there going to punk us. So we're just going out there, play our game, and I think we're just going to get better, and, uh, better, better every day. Now, I still think punk is like Ashton Kutcher's show. So I, when he says no one's going to punk Man, us. Man, that show sucks. I always think like, Oof. okay, is he talking about like a practical joke with Dax involved in it? Oof. But the fact is, is that Ennis Cantor says no one's going to come in. Get, gets his teammates back and all of that. A lot was made about the King of New York comment. And LeBron showed a lot of love with the, the King of New York. And to me, Jonas, this started setting up the groundwork of LeBron James now trying to maybe make things good with New York. That's the feel that I got. A lot of positive talk about New York. I'm the king of New York. He said something nice about Jeff Hornacek. I think this started to get the wheels in motion for LeBron warming up more so to the Big Apple. Uh, Which team is closer and has NBA star-ready players, NBA-ready players right now to compete for a conference championship, all right, in Mm -hmm. the conference? Is it the Lakers, who are a very young team and have a point guard who has been historically bad his first 12, 15 games of his career? Or is it the Knicks, who are in the East, 
which is very weak. You play in the Big Apple, the number one media market in the in the in the country. You've got Madison Square Garden. You've got Porzingis. You've got also young talent around you. This is a no-brainer, man. If he's going anywhere between the two, I, I, he's going to the Knicks. There were talks, what, 10 years ago about LeBron going to New York, and there was talk about even maybe him playing for Brooklyn at a time when Jay-Z had a, a ownership share of the team, but there was always that curiosity. If LeBron James would to leave the Cavaliers the first time, would he go to the New York Knicks? And there's a lot that's happened with um, you know between now and then, but the fact is I think he's starting to really warm up to the idea of what you just said. Who would you rather play with? Alongside Paul George or Kristaps Porzingis, yeah. I, I I mean I, Porzingis is the absolute no brainer. And so as we rewind and we kind of take this onion and peel it back, this was LeBron talking about the Knicks draft this past summer and their drafting of Frank Nilakina instead of Dennis Smith. This was for Monday. The Knicks pass on a, on a really good one, and the Dallas and Dallas got the the diamond in the rough. He should be a Nick. It's gonna make some headlines, but he should be a Nick. But uh. Dallas is definitely, I know they're excited that he didn't go there. So he's an unbelievable talent, athleticism. He's very poised to be a, be his age, can shoot the ball, can penetrate. He's going to only get better and better with the opportunity that he's given here to play. Dallas got a good one. All of that talk had nothing to do with Frank Nilakina, and really didn't, in my mind, have anything to do with the Dallas Mavericks. In my mind, I see it as, Wow, if Dennis Smith was a Nick, it'd be even more of a cakewalk for LeBron to go yeah. to the New York Knicks. Uh, I, I, to me, the more you look at this and you just see how the conference is shaping up and and who's there, and you see the Lakers and you know, yeah, LeBron and you add a couple of pieces and they're closer. But it, for another aspect of this as well, too, like if you're LeBron James, would you rather take the road to the NBA Finals through the East or through the West? I would rather take it through the East. I may lose in the NBA Finals to a Western Conference team, but at least give me the opportunity to have a chance at it. If you're playing in the West, man, I mean, LeBron on the Lakers, are they beating the Rockets? Are they beating the Thunder? Are they beating the Spurs? Are they definitely not beating the Warriors? Like, there's so many tripwires and landmines on your way to the finals. Like, I to when he's talking about and he's riding the subway, that's, and, he's, and, and, yep. do, and and doing all this stuff. Yeah, I, I think it's I think there's more to this than we're than what's leading on. LeBron praised Jeff Hornacek. I can't tell you if Jeff Hornacek is a good coach or not. I, I have no idea. I, I honestly, I know Brad Stevens is a genius. Yeah. And I know that Steve Kerr is amazing, and so is Greg Popovich. But I can't sit there and tell you where where Jeff Hornacek ranks in amongst the rankings of best coaches in the NBA. But LeBron goes out and says, you know, Jeff Hornacek's doing good things here. He's finally getting around to being able to implement what he's doing. Now you're giving kudos to the head coach, and I know these seem like shots at Phil Jackson, but – Phil Jackson is also gone. So guess what? If LeBron goes there and wins, that's another thing that he yeah. has over on Phil Jackson. And I know that you can throw out that this isn't going to happen because of the salary cap. Joe Kim Noah's contract is taking too much. Or Carmelo Anthony and James Dolan didn't get along, so now you've got LeBron James coming in there and playing. Well, you know what? Carmelo's issue was more with Phil Jackson than anything else. I actually don't know – if the James Dolan factor is going to be as much of a deal. I know that LeBron took Charles Oakley's side in their little hubbub, but the fact is, is if you can go to the Eastern Conference, as you said, the Boston Celtics have won 13 freaking games in a row, and we don't even care.
because we still think, well, they're probably going to lose to the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, they're winning. Like, they they yeah. won games without Al Horford and and Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. Yeah. that's how bad the conference. You know, is. yeah. I mean, so like, I mean, so when you look at yeah, you look at that path. It's 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 just there. And when you see LeBron now warming up the New York, that's bad news for Laker fans and that's bad news for Cavs fans because to me, all of a sudden now there's this whole new option in the Eastern Conference. It isn't Miami. It isn't Philadelphia. Yeah. It isn't Washington. It's now New York. And James Dolan can afford the luxury tax because of all the money he makes playing shows with his band. <laughs> oh, he can't because yeah, yeah. that band stinks. <laughs> maybe maybe oh after God. 128 fluid ounces of Bud <laughs> oh, Light, oh, then the, you can take it in. That that band is awful. Like, what, what what's worse, the Knicks or they his suck. band? That band, when they take the stage, they are doling out punishment. Oh, night oh, in oh, yeah. and night out. I know it's not the official start of the college basketball season. That actually happened on Friday, but tonight is the real night where we get a little taste of what we could see, oh, 140 days from now. Great games going on in Chicago. College Hoops has arrived for the 2017-2018 season. You had one versus two earlier. You heard Tom Looney tell you that Duke took out Michigan State, now Kansas and Kentucky playing in a tight one in Chicago. And I know it's difficult, Jonas, to get into it, but really college basketball tonight gave us a a little bit of taste of what we could see this season because Grayson Allen went off for 37 points for Duke today and hit seven threes. And the problem, one of the problems that I felt like with college basketball is you just don't have guys stick around long enough to love them or hate them. Grayson Allen is the exception to that rule. He has been around at Duke. There is no program in college basketball that is hated more than Duke. I don't care. You could talk Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina, all you want. Duke is the most hated college basketball team there is. And now you've got a great heel in Grayson Allen. And when Grayson Allen goes off for 37 points, when Marvin Begley, one of the top freshmen in all of the land, goes out with an eye injury, now you've got a storyline that maybe you want to follow. But that's not going to cure college basketball's problems of trying to stay relevant outside of a month that is called March. Well, there, who are the three most talked about people in college basketball last year? Lonzo Ball, LeVar Ball, and Grayson Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Two of the three... Because a lot of people feel they're a-holes. That, that, that's LeVar Ball. People, a lot of people dislike him. And then a lot of people really dislike Grayson Allen because they think he's a dirty player and he plays for Duke. So, yeah, it's great for college basketball. And by the way, for those of you out there going, I, I don't care about college basketball. Speak for yourself because I am searching as we speak for a live betting line on Walla Walla and Portland. Me, me. <laughs> Any, so, any luck? Um, Can you get any second-half action on Eastern Washington Yeah, and no, uh, right now, the second-half line, I mean, uh, do, do you want me to do you want to talk about this on the air, or do you want to tease it for later on and get some live betting in? Second-half line is 11.5. For uh, Stanford minus 11.5? Uh, yeah, half? Stanford minus 11.5. They and are down by 8. Down 8 right now. Yeah. I don't know what the cardinal rule is, but I don't oh, know which man. way I would bet. Yeah, I hear what you did. Uh, by the way, uh, Eastern Washington um, – Guard play is crucial at this level, and I love what they do. <laughs> I'm sure the movement, you do. The... I'm sure you do. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm sure Literally you do. Literally no idea. I didn't know Eastern Washington had a college basketball team. Well, I had no idea. I'm glad that you got some love in there because there is a lot of hate towards college basketball, and it is tough. Listen, it's November 14th. It's November 15th right now on the East Coast, but when these games tipped off, it was November 14th knowing that a Final Four and a national title game that's going to happen on March or April 2nd is that far away, it's tough to really get into it. 
But tonight there were seeds that were planted that can get you interested in college basketball. There are opportunities that different leagues are doing. The Big Ten has moved their schedule around a little bit to have Big Ten games in December. That's going to have to happen because they're going to go to a 20-game conference schedule next year. But there are things you can do, and you think that scheduling is the is a big one. I don't want to put words in your mouth and say a main one, but the, the just the fact of when these games are played could be an issue to help us get back well, into college hoops. And I think the reasons to watch college basketball have changed. Like, you don't watch college basketball anymore. Uh, I mean, you, you still do. Obviously, people get into it, and it's about the tournament and whatnot and teams and how far do they advance and, and March Madness and all the craziness, and that's always going to be fun. But I think the viewing habits of people when it comes to college basketball has changed because it's now no longer about, man, how's my team doing? It's, hey, I heard this guy's really good. He's only going to be here a year. Let's see if my NBA team would want Mm -hmm. this guy on their roster next year. So I think when people watch college basketball now, they watch these one-and-dones because there's so many of them, and they're looking at these guys thinking, okay, are they NBA-ready? Okay, well, what does this mean long-term? Like, as opposed to college ba- college football where you're talking about team and and the college football playoff and, and whether you're eligible for a bowl and which big-name coach is going to take over and bring you back to prominence, in college basketball, you start to look at what does this mean on the next level, who translates to the next level, and so I think the viewing habits of college basketball have changed. Yeah, that, and that's completely fair. And I and one of the things that irks me, and I, I may be guilty of it as well, when you talk about Major League Baseball, and we would have a conversation here on a sports talk show, or you may have a conversation with a buddy. When you're talking about in general terms, what usually happens? What usually happens? This is what's wrong with baseball. This is what's wrong with baseball. This is why people don't pay attention to baseball anymore. In college basketball, if you would just appreciate what you are getting night in and night out, and I think this happens really on a regional basis. When you step back and try to look at it as like an NBA Jonas as a whole, it's very difficult. But when you focus in on these conference matchups or on these rivalries of what's going to happen in the SEC or the Big Ten or or in the ACC or in the Big 12, you can really, really get a lot out of it. And tonight, watching one versus two, Duke against Michigan State. And again, it's the coaches and the programs that are, that are the, the big stories and a lot of the faces that you're seeing on the court aren't going to be there for long. But if you can also just take it for what it's worth and take it for – for what that night gives you, you can get a lot of enjoyment and excitement in college hoops. I mean, there's nothing better than a weeknight game in Lawrence, Kansas, when you know Allen Fieldhouse is full and a ranked team comes in to try to knock off the Jayhawks. It's some of the best television that there is. You just have to realize that I know this isn't going to matter in March, but I just want to accept it for what it is right now. And there's still a market for this stuff. And I have a buddy who's very successful. He's He runs his own company and very successful, has made a fortune. And he has always said, him and his business partner, that their goal is to own a professional sports team, uh, specifically one of the four major sports. And if that were to happen, first of all, I'm getting hired in a heartbeat. <laughs> I might even be GM. So that'd be, that, I can't wait for that. I will run that, I'll run that team into the ground, and I couldn't care less as long as my check's clear. But nevertheless, so he's told me that part of the reason and the intrigue in wanting to own a professional sports team is because when you think about it, it's one of the last remaining live events. You talk about Netflix and all these things that are on a DVR and people being able to record things and watch them back later and and whatnot. Sports is one of the final 
live events that you've got to watch it live because it, it impacts everything. It still has that live appeal, which is why the TV contracts are so big. So the fact that you can on a Tuesday night, uh, once you're done watching Mac football, whatever, I mean, it's just terrible. But once you're done watching that or if you choose not to watch that, you can watch a live sporting event throughout the course of the year, there is something to that. And some people are interested in it, whether it's the gambling aspect or watching a player and how they're going to translate to the next level. It's one of the last remaining live events that you've got to watch as it happens in order to really take it in. Do you feel that the NFL or the NBA is a problem for the attention to college basketball? And I'm not talking about the NBA taking players from college basketball. I'm talking about your nightly viewing habits or your weekly viewing habits. Yeah. Because I think that the NBA really has become a problem. And it's there there are some indirect connections to it where guys you would see in college for a couple of years as we did 20, 25 years ago. Now you're seeing them in the NBA. But on a night like tonight where you get one versus two Duke against Michigan State, and on that same Tuesday night, you've got the Celtics going yeah. for 13 in a row playing against a you know, bad Brooklyn team, and you're still kind of wondering, okay, do I watch the Celtics? Do I watch James Harden and the Rockets go up against the Raptors? I think years back you weren't having that discussion with the NBA, no matter who the stars were. And now I just think that the NBA, because of that, is part of the reason why we maybe aren't focusing week in and week out on college basketball because the nightly options for the NBA are so much better. The NBA has embraced drama. All right, They've really wrapped their arms around (laughs) drama and said, you know what? why not have guys fighting on social media and why not have guys get after it and switch teams and go here? It's like a, it's like a, the wild, wild West. I mean, everybody's up. Listen, if when you're watching the NBA finals last year, okay, if I would have told you, all right, Dan, so here's what's going to happen. Start of next season. All right. Um, Kyrie Irving's going to be a Celtic and Isaiah Thomas is going to be a Cav, but Isaiah Thomas won't play. Oh, and then Gordon Hayward on opening night, um, his left leg is going to be running a post pattern in the wrong direction okay. because he falls on it. Seriously, that's how that's going to play out. You would look at me and go, "What are you insane?" No, that really happened. Like, like yeah. oh, like oh. By the way, Dan, Oklahoma City. Yeah, they're going to have not only Paul George, but they're going to add Carmelo Anthony. You'd say to me, "What? What are you talking?" Like it's craziness in the NBA. So because they've created this drama, there's more intrigue on these random games throughout the course of the year. Because they've embraced all this stuff. Like, first of all, more people were talking about, at least from my perspective, more people were talking about LeBron and Ennis Cantor than Dolphins Panthers. All right? Like, I was I was seeing more of that, and I was seeing more of, of LeBron conversation than I was hearing about, you know, Cam Newton throwing four touchdowns. I really was. Does, does college basketball need to do something different? And... and, and... Again, I hate using this as a whole because there's 330 Division One teams. But where it's positioned now, it does have its own month. The NBA does not matter in March. I don't. It doesn't even matter to the players. Whoever the the top players have usually locked up the top playoff spots at that point, so it doesn't necessarily matter to them on how things play out. College basketball owns March. We know that. College basketball also has a little bit of a foothold on a February gap that is right after the Super Bowl leading into March, where nothing is really going on except an NBA All-Star game at the Daytona 500. Yeah. And I also think at that point, the NBA veterans, at least those teams, have also lost someone interest. So that's really the college basketball's window. Does college basketball need to own January and December and November? 
I don't think that they do. I, 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 I just think we have to take what we've got tonight and appreciate it for what it is, knowing that in March this Duke-Michigan State game or this game that Kansas just beat Kentucky is not going to matter in the grand scheme of things because they're all going to be in different regions. They're going to be different teams 120 days from now. Okay, I've been saying this, and I don't know why the NBA, and and maybe people want to look at, well, you know, it's tradition, and and you're rigid, and you're just setting your ways, and that's fine if you want to have that conversation. Remember a couple of years ago when the NBA started on Christmas? Yeah, Kind of cool. It was like the reduced 66-game schedule or something because there was a lockout or whatever the crap it was. But – if the NBA started on Christmas, they would, in essence, push their start of their season back two months. And guess what would happen? That means the season, normally ending in June, now all of a sudden ends in August. And I can tell you, selfishly, as a sports talk radio host, I wouldn't mind talking NBA playoffs in July and August because there is nothing going on. Oh, yeah. Nothing. <laughs> so why not? It, I, yeah. it, there's two, like in, in October, you've got NFL, college football, college basketball, NBA, NHL. Jesus, there's too much going on that if you don't have 15 TVs in your house, it's hard to keep track of everything that's happening. I think somebody should take the take an opportunity, spread themselves out a little bit, adjust to something different, start the NBA on Christmas Day, and then go from there. That that would be my move. But that, that would be a great turn for uh, the college for college basketball fans, yeah. NBA fans, football fans. To have that would make lives a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, he's Dan Byer. I'm Jonas Knox. Uh, in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon here on Fox Sports Radio. Up next, um, there's a very angry fan base. All right. This fan base is a football fan base. They are heated. They are angry. And we're going to tell you why next year on Fox Sports Radio. It's the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer as we are in for Jason tonight. And he sounds sexy. Michael Harmon is also taking the night off. I hope that was Jason saying that I sound sexy. I How just, could you possibly improve Michael Harmon? What are you talking about? No, I know you can't. You can't. And that's why he just needs a nice night of rest so we don't ruin the uh, the perfectness of Michael <laughs> Harmon. You can get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome and get Jason on Twitter at How About a Fresca. But if you want to reach Jonas or myself tonight, it's easy. Yeah. Uh, you can get me at the Jonas Knox. And you can hit me up at Dan Bayer on Fox as we talk college football, our good friend who loves to rant and rave about music. Yeah, Pete Futek, the, baby. The best and worst music that there is out there. Pete Futek will always give you an answer and an opinion. You can find him on Twitter at PeteFutek.com. From College Football News, giving us the latest on the college football playoff rankings. Hey, Pete, good to talk to you again. If they're not around, do you have to play Poison? Like, I, <laughs> I get it if it's them, but you, you could take out. You don't have to. Uh, inflict that upon the world. Listen, we don't have enough. We don't have enough pull here. But ah, uh, if gotcha. if we didn't, I would be afraid I would get unskinny bopped in the back of the head. Ooh, that's yes. just even worse. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 there, it, you can't get a whole lot worse than that. But you just hit a new low with that. Yeah, that's pretty bad stuff. Okay, well let's let's continue with this poison theme. Is Georgia Tech the fallen or Georgia the fallen angel of the college football playoffs? <laughs> yeah. Listen, I could go deep with poison, yeah. Pete. I'm just telling you. Well, uh, yeah, every Rose Bowl has its thorn, and <laughs> oh, in this case, you have a team in Georgia that can still get there. Uh, it, it, no, they're fine. You know, it, it. here's the thing, and everyone likes to get all crazy about it, and it doesn't help that the guys on that network who are talking at the desk are just talking like, okay, well, this team's moving up. This team, it, it doesn't work like that. It's all about, do you win your conference championship, and then go from there. So at the immediate moment, 
Georgia controls its own destiny. If it wins out, it's going to the college football playoff. Alabama controls its destiny. If it wins out, it's going to the college football playoff. Clemson, Miami, Oklahoma to a certain extent, and Wisconsin. They all control their own destinies. Pete, there's a uh, – I, I don't know if there's any legitimacy to this rumor, but there is a rumor out there that you, Pete Futek, had Miami at number one. Now – I don't know if that was during happy hour or moments after happy hour that you sent that tweet out or you talked about that, but why would Miami be number one? I thought that was my, I started thinking about that and talking to people throughout the day and started, the actual article I published had uh, Alabama number one. And then I, yeah, I tweeted it out that I, I thought Miami would figure it would be there. I mean, how the problem is, there's no real case to be made for it being Alabama other than that, ooh, it's Alabama, I think they're good, let's put them there. They haven't beaten anybody. So, And the argument that the committee, I mean, Kirby Hoka was making is, well, they have a couple of road wins, yeah, over Texas A&M and Mississippi State, you know, whoop-de-doo, whereas Miami, all right, fine, they don't have a ton of road wins, but they just destroyed the number three team in the college football playoff rankings, 41-8, to I don't care if that was played in the Hard Rock Stadium or in South Bend or wherever. That's better than anything Alabama has done, and they're unbeaten. And to be third over, you know, behind Clemson, just that that doesn't make any sense. I get, okay, fine, you love Alabama, uh, you're not that number one, but Alabama and Wisconsin, if you put their resumes side by side, and if you put what they've actually done in these games, they're the same team, kind of, and it's just. Because the Alabama brand name at their number one right now. Pete Futek at College Football News joining us here on the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer in for Jason and Mike tonight. Is Oklahoma at four? Are they getting robbed at all? Because I look at the Sooners and I'm like, I can't find teams with three better wins than maybe what they've got on their schedule so far. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, the Iowa State loss hurts. But here's the to your perfect point is that, okay, well, yes, you're right. They've got good wins. You know, they've beaten Oklahoma State, they beat TCU, and they have the rockin' win at Ohio State, which is arguably, you know, one of the best wins by mm-hmm. anybody so far this season. Uh, that's better than anything Clemson has done, and yet Clemson, you know, loses to a team in Syracuse that's not even going to, uh, to a bowl game, and Oklahoma loses to a team in Iowa State that, you know, it's been, you know, one of the big, you know, teams of the year so far so absolutely Oklahoma got kind of the uh, short shift on this one is this is this where rankings early in the season do matter because Miami had to come from so far back as opposed to Clemson who didn't and if Miami had been ranked higher earlier in the year would they be sitting at two right now a little bit but not but not really that's not where they think about this remember there's another element to this that we kind of forget, and we can analyze this thing to death. And if you look at the, okay, this team beat this team, and this team deserves to be this team, and it's sort of the flaw of the system, is that this is all based on judging. And they've got all the material there. They've got the numbers. They've got, to, you know, okay, well, we know that this team strength of schedule is this, and they did this. But at the end of the day, the guys in the girl in that room are just room basically just saying, you know what? I, I don't like Oklahoma's defense, or I just don't think – I think Alabama's you know, offense is better. I like the talent on this team better. And that's kind of what's happening here, and that's kind of a problem. I mean, because as soon as you go to the judging, all right, then, that's, then what's the point? I mean, if you're going by judging and just what we think, Ohio State's probably the best team in college football right now if they show up on the right day. But you can't do that because obviously they got the two bad losses.
Yeah, you can't play matchups. That is dangerous, dangerous stuff as Pete Futek joins us here on Fox Sports Radio, breaking down the latest release of the college football playoff rankings. Instead of quizzing you, I'm just going to tell you this, Pete. I said of the top 10, I think eight teams have a legitimate shot. The two teams that I left out, Notre Dame and Penn State. I, I don't think Penn State has any chance of getting into the top four. No. But what about Notre Dame, a team that I don't think has an opportunity to get that far up, considering who's in front of them and what they have in front of them on their schedule? It's not going to happen, but they could make the theoretical argument. If they win out and they you know rip through Navy and blow away Stanford, and they're 10-2, and two, and let's say Georgia wins out, and then let's say uh, uh, Miami wins out. Then the argument for Notre Dame is, all right, look, our two losses are to the you know, CFP number one, Miami number two, Georgia. That's, you know, that doesn't get much better than that. And then they blew away USC, who let's say USC goes on and just destroys, let's say, Stanford or Washington in the, uh, or Washington State in the Pac-12 championship. And USC all of a sudden is the CFP ranked at the end of the rainbow. Okay, let's say number seventh at 11 and 2. And obviously they got destroyed. They destroyed NC State. Uh, you know, they rolled through Boston College. They beat Michigan State on the road. Their resume, at, even at 10-2, and two, is going to be good enough. The problem is all the traffic in front of them. So for the Notre Dames of the world, and if you want a two-pack, two, two ACC teams in, or Ohio State, what you're rooting for more than anything else is, get, you know, you want South Carolina to take care of uh, Clemson in South Carolina. I think Miami's very beatable. They, I don't think they're going to beat, lose to Virginia, but Virginia's dangerous. And certainly having to go to Pitt, Pitt's awful. But those guys having to go to Pittsburgh in late November, that's, if it's below 40 degrees, that's a problem. And you just need some, and maybe Georgia Tech beating Georgia. You need a whole bunch of chaos to happen here for these guys. All right, Pete Futek, College Football News with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Dan Byer, Jonas Knox in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. Okay, Pete. If I tell me which I'm looking for a team to root against, okay? Because I want chaos. Uh, I like when fans cry. I think it's funny and it entertains me. As demented as that may sound, which of the of the top five or six teams that legitimately have a chance to get into the playoff, which has the most sensitive fan base? Ooh, well, easily. I mean, they all do. But if you wanted to offend Alabama fans, that would really kind of make okay. them crazy. But it's kind of hard to see how they don't get in at this point. Even if, if they're 12 and 1, they don't really have an argument. Uh, but if you, want the fan, if you want the real chaos moment, if you want the thing that's going to get fans on a, on, a, on a whole other level sort of screaming, I, I don't know if there's a, a, a real contingent of, of people out there who are just dying to see Wisconsin to get in. But if somehow they go 13 and 0, and for whatever reason they don't get in, <laughs> that's a problem. Okay. I mean, because it, is that's there a, a historical loss. Okay. Is there a scenario, though, looking at this, where Wisconsin could go undefeated and not get in? I don't think that there is, but, but is there? I don't think so. I mean, there can't be. I mean, there, there just aren't enough. Uh, in the histories of the last 20 years of college football playoff and BCS era, at no time has an undefeated team been passed over for a one-loss team. It just, it's not, especially in the Power Five. It's, there's no way. It cannot happen. The only possible scenario for this to work would be if 
Clemson just just destroys everyone and you know destroys South Carolina, gets to the uh, uh, ACC championship game. You know, Miami gets there undefeated and they play some triple overtime classic and they both look awesome. Uh, and then all of a sudden Georgia wins out, Oklahoma wins out, and then there's going to be that argument. Well, you know, is is Wisconsin really one of the you know the, the best teams in college football? Four best teams, and they say, nah, we don't think they are, even at thirteen and zero. Ah, that's what I want then. Thank you, Pete. I was looking for I, something to root for. Awesome. I, I also think Auburn, if they win the SEC title, and and Alabama would be sitting there with their one loss. How do you not put Alabama in? I don't know. Just well, because them. they're yeah, yeah. they're they're number one as is now. Um, so that that would be the interesting argument too. But the argument then would be okay. Look at the precedent set last year. If that happens. Then last year, it had the same thing happened, except Penn State got left out, and Alabama got and Ohio State got put in. So you, you did, we have yet to have a two-loss team make the college football playoff. People would be screaming for Auburn, but at the end of the day, you know they do have the two losses. And again, remember how this whole thing kind of flips. As much as we think, okay, well these teams are here, and if they do this, remember the first college football playoff. TCU was third going into the final week of the season, and they just rim-rocked Iowa State like 55-3, to just destroyed them, did everything they were supposed to do, and they finished sixth. Because as soon as the, college football, uh, the conference championships came out, then all of a sudden everything flipped and everything went you know, the way to the college championships. So, again, I, I'm going to assume, start, start with the assumption that the four, power five, four of the top Power Five conference champions are probably going to get the benefit of the doubt to get in this, and it's going to take something extraordinary for one of these other teams to get in, like uh, one of the Power Five Conference champions to have two losses. But like, if you have a one-loss ACC or undefeated ACC champion, if you have a one-loss Georgia or Alabama and the SEC champion, if you have Oklahoma, and then if you have Wisconsin, even if Wisconsin were to lose, like to Michigan or something, and then go on to beat Minnesota and Ohio State and go 12-1, and even then, that would set a precedent to put a two-loss team in ahead of a one-loss uh, Power 5 champion. Well, it gives those schools something to believe in, as Brett Michaels once oh, said. There it is, is full yeah. circle. How about Big that, Pete? Tech, college football news. Joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, <laughs> the Jason Smith Show. Thanks, I've never Pete. liked you. <laughs> <laughs> He's Jonas Knox. Oh, I'm Dan Byer. Oh, that was fun. Oh, I love. I, I had about five other, you know, poison songs we could do. Oh, I love Futech. All right, so uh, Dan Byer, uh, Jonas Knox, in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon here, Fox Sports Radio, uh, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Up next, there is uh, a future Hall of Fame quarterback who may be on the move. Find out who we're talking about next year. Huh. But for all the latest, it's that guy Tom Looney. That's a professional tease. Those three scoundrels at UCLA who got caught shoplifting stuff in China have returned to the United States of America. Angela Ball, Jalen Hill, and Cody Riley have landed back in L.A., gone through customs. They'll hold a press event tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Pacific time. That's a press event, not a press conference. They'll read from prepared statements, like on the show Intervention, but they will not answer questions from media jackals. We were on Celtic Watch tonight here at Fox Sports Radio. The clock will hit triple zeros. Nothing unlucky about this. 13 consecutive wins. The Celtics beat the Nets by a final of 109. 
to 102. So I'm grinding with the word pictures. 98.5 FM, the Sports Hub in Boston. Rockets lost tonight. That doesn't happen very often. Toronto wrapped Houston 129-113. DeMar DeRozan, 27 points for the winners. James Harden, 38 for the losers. Dallas lost tonight. That happens a lot. Spurs boot of the Mavericks, 97-91. to New college football poll is out. The playoff poll. Alabama, the number one team in the United States of America, the greatest country on earth, followed by Clemson, Miami, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin, and Dan Beyer and Jonas Knox are talking about it on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, gosh, I'd love to go through the entire rankings. Central Florida, UCF, 15th. That's the, yeah, that's the highest a group of five school actually made it up the rankings. So uh, good job for uh, Central Florida. By the way, did you see who's 26th? I missed that, Jonas. I, I, uh, yeah. Do you know See who it was? No, who was it? South Carolina. Oh, so yeah. they just, I like how they, they don't tell you who yeah. it is, but then you still got the information. Well, That's, it's like uh, when, when uh, people came out with their top 50 most beautiful people in the world, um, you and I were 51 and 52. <laughs> I figured as yeah. much. Blake Shelton, the most sexiest guy. I know that has brought... Yeah, I don't see it, guys. Honestly, I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I don't either. I have no idea. How is that? that <laughs> just, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I just, I don't see it whatsoever. He is Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Bayer. We are in for Jason Smith on the Jason Smith Show tonight. Michael Harmon also taking the night off. A guy who uh, could be maybe taking uh, his career off at least somewhat soon was Drew Brees. Entering the season, Jonas, I had no idea if this was going to be the last that we were going to see of the New Orleans Saints quarterback. But the Saints have been on a hot streak, one of the hottest teams in the NFL, now 7-2 and two on the season. And the Saints quarterback, Drew Brees, joined our affiliate in San Diego, Extra Sports 1360, our Fox Sports Radio affiliate, talking with Hardwick and Richards this morning on Drew Brees' future. Here is the Saints quarterback. I'll handle 2018 when 2018 gets here. But right now I'm in the moment. I'm in 2017, and we're trying to get a little bit better each and every week. I feel like we've got a great opportunity ahead of us. You know, I, I don't plan on leaving New Orleans ever. You know, So we'll, we'll hopefully, you know, I know all that stuff takes care of itself when it's supposed to. I've, I've not approached them about any contract. I mean, we just have a great understanding here. You know, listen, we're – we're going to go through this season, and then we'll revisit it in the off season. But for right now, I'm just I'm in the moment. This is a team that's won seven in a row after starting yeah. off zero and two, and after week two, I I felt listen at the start of the season, I felt Jonas, the Saints were all in on 2017 because we didn't know the future of Sean Payton for a guy who led them to a Super Bowl and Super Bowl 44. The last three or four years, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of connections about, okay, maybe Miami, maybe Indianapolis. Who knows what's going to happen in Dallas? Dallas has always kind of been out there for Sean Payton. And now you've got Drew Brees, the guy that he's been with during all those years in New Orleans, in the final year of his contract. You go out and you get Adrian Peterson. You make these moves. I looked at the New Orleans Saints as saying, all right, we're going to go for one last run, and then we'll see what happens after that. Now it doesn't seem like it's the case hearing from Drew Brees there. Well, I, I like the Saints, uh, and I'm not here to toot my own horn, <laughs> but, I mean, if we're on the topic, I may as well. Uh, I picked the Saints to win the division, Dan. I picked the Saints before the year, and my whole thinking was, well, they've got the best quarterback in the division. And they're going to they're, – they're on pace to win that division, and it really doesn't have a whole lot to do with the quarterback. It's yeah. the defense and how they run the football. And if you look at their schedule down the stretch – the only two games they play outdoors are against Tampa and against the Rams. And it's not like we're talking about 25-degree weather in either environment. So the Saints, 
are set up for success through the remainder of the season. You want to know why else Drew Brees doesn't have to worry about 2018 until 2018 gets here? He's already been franchise tagged twice, right? You franchise him a third time, he's going to get like $42 million. Yeah. If I if I knew worst case scenario, I was getting forty two million dollars. I'm good. Whatever well, well, happens, happens. Well, that leads to the point then as well as if you're the New Orleans Saints and if you're Drew Brees, how much would you get paid in 2018? And as Drew Brees and, and the Saints should be, they are focusing on the now. But as you said, this is a team that now runs the ball and plays defense and has a good offensive line. You can spread the ball out to Michael Thomas and and uh, Brandon Coleman and Willie Sneed. And all those different guys, you aren't you aren't needing to throw for five thousand yards anymore. So now it's a question of how much do you want to pay Drew Brees? And it is a situation that I think that now Drew Brees looks at his career as okay, can I win another Super Bowl? How much more can I win? Right. I don't even think money is going to be an issue with him. But I'll tell you, entering week three, you couldn't have convinced me that Drew Brees was going to stick around in New Orleans for another year because I thought it was over. And now just in the span of these seven games that they have won and now one of the top teams in the NFC have completely turned the direction of the entire franchise around. And how many years have we been waiting for this? How many defensive coordinators did the Saints go through and how many moves did they end up making? And you're thinking, okay, this is going to be the move. This is going to be the move. And now all of a sudden you draft Alvin Kamara. You've got Mark Ingram sticking around. You move out Adrian Peterson and, and they haven't stopped. It's a, it's an amazing turnaround to the to the fact of there are so many teams out there that just can't seem to get like on their footing or, or get their get on their feet and get on the ground running like Minnesota was able to turn things around Minnesota New Orleans and the Rams for that fact of of the matter of just being able to do it in such a quick fashion should give some of these other teams that don't have any hope right now hope for 2018. I just I mean it's hard for me maybe it's just one of these things cuz we haven't seen it in so long or or very rarely at all that I that I can picture it but I just don't see Sean Payton being okay with them losing Drew Brees. I just don't yeah, see I agree it. with that. Uh, I just think that there's a chemistry those guys have there. They get along great. It's similar to a Belichick and a Brady, except I think this is a closer relationship because that's the play caller. That's the guy who designs what Drew Brees mm-hmm. runs as opposed to Belichick, who's just the, the guy in charge and Brady's his quarterback. I just I don't see Sean Payton, Sean Payton being okay with them, you know, parting ways with Drew Brees. If that means it's a two-year deal at the end or something like that, then that's one thing. I just I don't see him going anywhere. Yeah, and I see Drew Brees taking an amount of money that will help the Saints in 2018 and 2019 or however long he wants to play to be able to be a part of that winning team. Yeah, so. Well, good for Drew. And you know what? Go win that. Division. Now, now. What let a me change, ask. though. Man. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Good for them. and But here's here's the other p- part of this as well, too. The big thing with the Saints is always, all right, you get into the playoffs and uh, you got to be able to run the ball and you got to be able to play defense. And it's like, yeah, they can kind of do that. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. like, they're they're built to actually well, play in the playoffs. Well, also, a look at the top four teams that right now are, are leading the divisions. Their home field, I think, would be tougher than what you would get with the Rams, obviously. Yeah. Minnesota and uh, with Philadelphia. To play down there, if they could get that number one overall seed, would be very, very tough for another team to go down there and win. Uh, he's Dan Byer. I'm Jonas Knox. Uh, we are in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon here on Fox Sports Radio. Hot Up next, uh, there's an NFL game that's going to look very, very different than any you've ever seen before. We'll tell you how that is next year on FSR. 
The Jason Smith Show is here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer as we are in for Jason Smith and Michael Harmon tonight. Love to hear your feedback on Twitter. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox and Jonas, they can get you at. At the Jonas Knox. Already friendly fire, by the way, on, on Uh-oh, uh-oh, yeah. uh-oh. Oh, no. What happened? John Ramos. He's still up. Yeah. He's game well, he's planning still for up, his championship uh, soccer match that he's got coming up this weekend. Uh, yep. Somebody tweets in and says, uh, Jonas and Dan together, but we miss John Ramos. John Ramos is a technical producer during the day, but a superstar here on the network. If you listen to Fox Sports Radio programming uh, on the Doug Gottlieb show and on with Steve Gorman Sports and uh, John Ramos, because uh, not selfish at all writes back and says, finally, a great tweet about that show. Oh, jeez. So, friendly fire from John oh, Ramos. It's too I, soon, bro. I know jerk. John Ramos is a guy that uh, people love, and I hate to say this, but sometimes I'm starting to get the feeling that I am, I am just disliking from what Lonzo Ball is doing with the Lakers. And I know we're going to get into it in a, just a, a little bit, but – the fact is, it's just it's starting to come over me. So the love for that you've got for John Ramos, I've kind of got the opposite for Lonzo Ball, just because of all the hype. Yeah. But there's so much hype about John Ramos that I, I just I don't know why there's 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 two different there's never two heard different of feels him. about him. He's I a know. negative guy. Yeah, he right. he is a negative guy. Um, week eleven is almost here in the National Football League. Yes, just a day away in some parts of this great country. The Titans taking on the Steelers coming up on Thursday Night Football in Pittsburgh, and the NFL doing something different for the broadcast that we will get coming up on Thursday night, Jonas. This was, I think this uh, maybe about a week ago, this was kind of brought out at some point of a, a new technology. Is that a way to use it? Maybe a different way to like look at the game, but they're going to be doing something new on NBC on Thursday. Uh, sky cam angle, Dan. The Sky Cam. Now, is this all a result of the rave reviews they got when there was uh, was it fog that, that entered yes, into uh, yes, Foxborough? Yes, that is correct, the, from the Falcons-Patriots right. game. So we're going to have a Sky Cam during the broadcast. Uh, stunning to me that, that this is the next idea to increase interest in Thursday night games. Uh, apparently, the color rush experiment is not working out well. <laughs> the, I'm the, sure that would have drawn the, in an audience. The broadcast of that Falcons-Patriots game, resorted to Skycam because they couldn't use the regular cameras because of the fog. And so the NFL, I think it was about a week ago, sent out a release that their broadcast on NBC would feature a majority of the game in Skycam. There are two things about this. Number one, they never should have told anyone because ESPN, and for those of you that missed that Monday night barn burner between the uh, the Panthers and Dolphins, I don't blame you, but they tried to do it a lot more than – Maybe you saw in the past. So they were trying to steal the thunder of NBC on ESPN. But the fact of the matter is, Jonas, have you ever sat behind a basket for an NBA game? Oh, yeah. It's it's not that cool. No, no. <laughs> you, you can't tell if it's if, – if you're on the floor, you can't tell if it's a 5-foot jumper or a 20-foot jumper. You just – it's difficult. It's very difficult to see. The sideline view is the best view for a game. Yes. Period. Absolutely. It's why tickets on the sideline are more expensive than the ones behind the goalpost. If you're sitting behind the goalpost or in the end zone, let me tell you something. You think 120 yards is long? Try sitting behind the goalpost, and you're not sure whether or not a team scores. And how many times are you looking up on the big screen and not <laughs> know, the game I know. itself? I was watching on Monday night the pa- the Panthers. I'm sorry I keep on saying Patriots, but the Panthers threw a slant pass to Devin Funches to get a first down as they were trying to drive and score. I, I, 
I didn't think they gained any yards. Like, I'm like, oh, gain of zero, fourth down. Not only that, they didn't have a yellow line there. Funches apparently got the yardage. You can't tell if your guy ran for one yard or three yards or five yards. It reminds me of going to a football game for the first time and seeing actually how long a 13-yard pass looks. You're like, on TV, you're like, oh, man, 13 yards, that's huge. (laughs) And then you watch it at, at a game, and you're like, "That's a first down." Like it just it, it doesn't it doesn't match up. I am not a fan of Skycam. If I want to play Madden, I'll buy the stupid game and play it. I don't need to watch it on a Thursday night. I was at the Bears Saints NFC Championship game in uh, January of 2007, and the first half, the Bears were were controlling the game, but they couldn't score. They would get into the red zone. Weird. They had Rex Grossman. They couldn't score. <laughs> Boy, how the hell that the happened? Odds. Um, so, but they couldn't score. So they kept, so Robbie gold came out and kept having to kick short field goals. And so you're sort of wondering like, man, is this going to be uh is this going to come back and bite him in the ass because they can't punch the ball in the end zone. And, and where they were doing this was, I was sitting behind in like the 250 section at Soldier Field, but it was behind the other goalpost on the opposite end of the field. And so people around you are sort of talking like, oh, my God, did they not score again? I remember thinking to myself like, well, how the hell do we know? It's basically <laughs> it, it's 15 miles away. We can't even see. So how, how the hell do we know? if they, Maybe they did score. Maybe they didn't. Who knows? Like you're watching the big screen more than yeah. you're watching the actual game itself. So the idea that this like, oh, man, this is going to be so cool. Listen, this is like preseason football. The first game, the Hall of Fame game, you're like, man, this is badass. And you know what? About 10 minutes into it, you're like, God, this sucks. I, I <laughs> It's, it's going to be worse, Jonas. You want to know why I know this? It's because I remember when the Nintendo 64 came out and my cousins had it. And I was babysitting them one night and they went off to bed and I said, I'm going to play this game. I got motion sickness from a stupid video game. Oh, yeah. Okay, Skycam is going to do the same exact thing to me. Just keep it at the sideline view, and I'm going to be fine so I don't have to Ralph Thursday night and then not show up to work on Friday because I had motion sickness for watching Thursday night football. Feel sick. Panthers-Dolphins made me sick enough Monday night. I don't need a movable camera on Thursday night to do the trick again. Yeah, there's a time and a place for POV. I don't need it on Thursday night football. (laughs) Yeah. That's Jonas Knox again. That is Jonas Knox again. <laughs> that is Jonas Knox. You can get me on Twitter at Justin Frostberg. <laughs> like, uh, ah, yes. On a Tuesday where the college football playoff rankings were released, we also got a double dose of college basketball. But it seems that the only thing in college sports that maybe we're talking about today is the return, not the return of the Mac, Jonas. That's different. That that would be different. We are talking about the return of the three UCLA basketball players who are now stateside, landing at about 5 o'clock local time in Los Angeles from their flight from China as LiAngelo Ball, Jalen Hill, and Cody Riley after spending, heck, almost a week longer than they were supposed to we're in China on the shoplifting chargers. Now I've returned back to the United States. Thieves. Okay. So, so stay in your land. That that is that, is, that is that is the that is <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. But there's now a little bit more at stake here for oh, the UCLA man. and these three players. Tomorrow there's going to be a press conference at UCLA. The press is going to be there. Questions won't be. The the Question portion, which usually comes along with a lot of press conferences, 
has been eliminated from this portion of it. So the only questions that we are going to get are for the questions are the questions that the paparazzi were able to ask as the players came off their flight from China today. Okay, so then um then then let me ask you this. If the players aren't going to be responding to questions, if they're not going to be able to to answer questions, does LeBar Ball do all the talking? He will. Oh, he'll he'll be talking tomorrow for yes. sure. Big Baller's Chicken. Yeah, I don't think I don't know if he's going to be promoting Big Baller Chicken, but I, I'm sure he's going to be talking about something else. I'm sure he's going to be saying a lot, but Big maybe Baller's not saying barbecue. not saying as much as as we would have hoped. But the 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 question is, if listen, these players aren't going to answer questions tomorrow because the questions aren't going to be asked. They weren't going to answer questions today as they were making it from the terminal uh, terminal to the automobiles that they were leaving in. But the paparazzi had an opportunity to ask whatever question. I would ask, what did you steal? Why did you steal? Why did you do this? How was this in China? Instead, the paparazzi of Justin Frostberg, our executive producer, about 50 to 100 people around in that group as, as oh, they were yeah. leaving. I would say closer to 100 probably. Okay, yeah. if the, oh. It was like the Kardashians were coming back with Kanye West. Th- oh, this man. is the scene that you had at LAX on Tuesday night. I was just failing China, guy, man. Did your brother call you up? What was your status with the team and with the university? Hey, it was stolen by the What type of punishment do you expect in school? Are you going to the in and out by LAX? How much taller are you Wait a second. Okay, let's stop it here. Okay, we're going to hear this. We're going to hear this again. Okay, I got how much was bail in China? Um, we At the end, we got a you the man, which I don't know. Like, I don't know when you steal multiple items from China, have to stay a week, and then come back without your team. I don't know how that makes you the man, but somebody felt that they were the man <laughs> for doing that. That is not what I would yell, I guess, if I had an opportunity to try to ask the three players as they were coming off of the plane. Can we hear it again? Because there was some other stuff that was in there. Okay. All right. Can we hear it again? All right. Let's hear it. How much is bail in China, guys? How much did it cost to get bail out? What is your dad's tooth tag? What is your status with the team with the university? Did he ask me status? What type of punishment do you expect in school? Did he say, did, is UNC going to beat Duke? I can't decipher what is happening. The dead tooth, Jonas? <laughs> That's what I needed to hear that? I heard that first. Are you going to bring world peace? There's no world peace in the first time. T-Rex have better Okay, I need to know. I, college playoff rankings came out on Tuesday night. We needed to hear the top five questions that were thrown at those three UCLA players. <laughs> yeah. What was bail in China? Maybe number five on my list because yeah. there was a whole bunch more in there. You, the man, ain't even a question, but I'll tell you what. I'm good with it for just yelling it randomly there. That was absolutely amazing. Now, which one were they talking to? 
Because that that's the conversation needs to be had. Because you, you keep re- repeating everybody else's name. I, I lose once you say Leandro Ball, that's all I'm focused oh, on. Oh yeah. Nobody's no nobody saying Hey Cody Riley, uh, we'd like some comment from you on what happened. That's that seems to be that they were yeah, they were only talking to Jello Ball coming off the plane there. So, okay, so if UCLA now when is UCLA going to determine punishment for them? Is that all coming well, tomorrow? Well, I think that's what we expect's gonna happen on Wednesday when they have this okay. this press conference. Here's, I think that's what we expect. Okay. If they're calling a press conference so that these kids can read a statement and apologize, then they're not going to be kicked off the team. I wouldn't think. Because wouldn't that be something UCLA would have given a statement as opposed to these kids? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I To me, and, and I know you were, saying, you were thinking, what, seven games? Just looking at the I, schedule? I said I think seven is a magic number because UCLA plays seven schools that they should beat. Now, there could be a – Bakersfield game or a UC Irvine game that comes up and 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 bites them but the fact is they have Michigan on December 9th and that is seven games from now okay so seven games to me is the magic number because if you're only suspended for five or seven against those junk teams then it's really not hurting your team if you go to 10 where you've got games against Michigan and Cincinnati and maybe even 11, which would be a Kentucky game, that's where you would have an issue then on the suspension if they weren't suspended for the entire season. All right. We're here in L.A., right? People are listening on the great AM570 L.A. sports right now. You tell me the move to start major controversy in this city would be if they kicked all these kids off the program and USC signed all three. (laughs) All three of them. And USC entered into an endorsement deal with Big Baller Brand. Okay? Why not? Come on. Yeah, and this is the week. It's rivalry week. We've got – I still can't say that. It's rivalry week. And you've got UCLA, USC. I mean, come on, man. Like, let's stir the pot a little bit. If we're going to embrace the circus – uh, d- don't don't bitch and whine when there's another juggler that's brought in. Let's ma- let's turn well, this thing upside it down. It would be amazing, especially for a USC team that does have legitimate Final Four hopes to just try to ruin all of their chemistry and throw a bunch of distractions in just to stick it to UCLA. Yeah, that that, that could be a way to do it. If the if you were if you were you know someone at USC and then bringing the kids in, the first question I definitely would ask them is, what is the bail in China? That's what I would want to know. And then about LeVar Ball's dead tooth. That yeah. would probably be the follow-up. <laughs> Stay in your it. lane. That would be the follow-up to it. Um, 11 o'clock local time, that press conference takes place tomorrow. And, and, and through all of this, Jonas, I feel bad because Lonzo Ball does nothing. Lonzo Ball really does nothing except go out and play basketball. That that's poorly. really what he does. Poorly, he, he shoots poorly. Yes, and 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 everything that goes around him, whether it be this UCLA fiasco with his brother Leangelo, whether it be Lavar going off and talking, they what played the Bucks. O- they played the Bucks <laughs> over the weekend, and so much was made over his triple double in a game that they lost. That Milwaukee had no troubles fouling him when he actually after he made a couple of threes because they knew he wasn't going to make any free throws. And I find myself getting hearing all of the Lonzo Ball hype and starting to hate against him when he is the one he is truly the most innocent in all of this. He's the ball the ball son of Lavar that has the most skill yeah. and has the highest ceiling of anybody. He keeps his mouth shut. He answers the questions, you know, in in a way that isn't condescending, isn't rude. When talking about this matter, at least addressed reporters and didn't say no comment, don't have anything to say. Just kind of a small, almost seemingly shy, yet there's all this attention 
and almost this angst and the hate is a really strong word, but it comes to to be that at times because of everything that is in the Ball family. And that's what I didn't expect with LeVar Ball. I thought a lot of it would be because it's LeVar, it's all LeVar, all LeVar, that we would put our angst and our hate towards him. But now because there's so much hype around the Ball name and Lonzo playing for the Lakers that it now kind of transcends over to Lonzo and he has nothing to do with it at all. And you would think that it would sort of be a blessing in disguise that he could get away from this and just go live his NBA life and figure it out at the next level and concentrate solely on not the distractions he's got at home with his father, but you could just, yeah, just go play some basketball. Problem is, like, he's got a bullseye on him. And and everybody wants to take him out. You saw that the first night they played it, and Patrick Beverly mm-hmm. made it made it a point to shut him down and let everybody know about it. And so, and and the guys, he, I mean, look at his shot. I mean, it's like a, a praying mantis uh, broke his arm. But he's he is really it, the, the shot isn't there, and the shot is very awkward, and it doesn't seem like it is a consistent shot. But there's no denying his skills and his athleticism and, and being able to to get to the basket and and dish out assists and rebound and score none of you can't deny any of that the shot is an issue it's just now we expect maybe we expect so much from it maybe there's just the the expectations are high and he hasn't done anything except go out and try to play basketball and i, I think that's the unfortunate because i find myself falling into the trap of i don't care about lonzo balls triple double youngest ever beating lebron james i was mocking it and then i'm Trying to say, hold on a second, take a step back. The kid has just gone out there and playing, and it's everything else around him that has uh, built this this giant, I guess you could say. Uh, when you and I went to the U.S. Open in uh, Oakmont, okay, mm-hmm. and uh, the first night we were there, so, so we went as uh, here at Fox Sports Radio, we're covering the U.S. Open, the golf tournament. And so we would go to Oakmont, PA, and we stayed in downtown Pittsburgh. And the first night we were there, we went to Quaker Steak and Lube. Is that what it's called? Yes, yes. It's uh, and it's like explain to what it is. it's basically like. It's a, a wing joint. Yeah, yeah. it's it started in Pennsylvania, kind of goes around, you know around that area in and, Ohio. And, and you were telling me about like yeah, you know this because Dan and I like wings, so we'll go find Buffalo wings if we're ever out or, or on a remote for Fox Sports Radio. You know what I didn't think about when Fox Sports Radio was sending us to this place to go cover a tournament? Um, I didn't think like God, which stores could I steal from here? <laughs> God, what, which Dan? It's what are you thinking? Walmart, or you want to go to like Walgreens and go steal stuff? <laughs> these these guys go to China, are sent there on behalf of the program, and they steal from three or four stores. Like, what are you thinking? Like, what goes through your mind when you're making that decision? They had to be either high or bomb. Uh, well, had to be. Uh, it, it is amazing, and I don't understand the thought process. And I I do need to correct myself from something I said earlier. About his dead tooth? Uh, no, no. I need to correct myself because I said, or we talked about how all the questions were going towards LiAngelo, and Paul W. Smith tweets in and corrects us and says, somebody yelled, who stole the most stuff? So it was, I guess, to all of them. <laughs> so that was a question to all of them. It wasn't just yeah. LiAngelo. I guess the who stole the most stuff went to all three of the yeah. players. Yeah, and, 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 and listen, because they're a team – Nobody, they're not about being individuals. So all three of them, as the thieves that they are, are embrace the team concept. So all of them will answer the questions jointly. Oh gosh, I want to hear. It. Can we hear? Can we hear those questions one more time, Justin? Can we hear those questions one more time, please, please, please? Oh, I'm not really I was just yelled in China, guys. How much did it cost to get yelled out? Did your brother call you up? Did you send your status with the team, with the university? 
What type of punishment do you expect from school? Are you going to bring world peace? Are you going to bring world peace? Oh, they stuck with it, Jonas. You got to give them the credit for that. They stuck with it. Uh, Okay, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Up next, if you are in to chaos in the world of football, we're talking about something that could offend an entire fan base. We have got just the solution for you. That's next year on FSR. Not too loud for daddy today. Take off your uniform. Take off your cleats. Take off your jock strap. Did you turn up the heat in here? I don't know, but I'm starting uh, to sweat. <laughs> Not Keith sweat, but you know, I mean, it's. I need a cigarette. Yeah. Anybody, oh, else, anybody oh. else's knees buckle? <laughs> oh man. Love Keith Sweat. Love Keith Sweat. Yeah. Nobody. I don't know if I can sing as well as Jason Smith over Keith Sweat, but I sure hope I, I did all right. I think anybody can sing better than Jason Smith. <laughs> I'm Dan Byer. That's Jonas Knox. We are in for Jason Smith on the Jason Smith Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Michael Harmon also taking the night off. If you want to tweet them, you can do so at How About Us Fresca and at Swollen Dome, but tweet us instead for the time being. He's at the Jonas Knox, and I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. Uh, nothing wrong with a little Keith Sweat. There's a little something wrong with the college football playoff rankings that came out on Tuesday. And I know, Jonas, it's everything is going to play itself out. And you said earlier you're rooting for chaos. Yes. And I think a lot of people are with you because there is the drama of who gets in and who gets left out. But as you look at the top 10 teams that were revealed in the rankings, and I'm sorry, USC, you're the highest Pac-12 team, but you're at number 11. You don't have any shot, especially because number 10 Penn State, a spot ahead of you, also doesn't have a shot. I think there are realistically eight teams that are going to fill the four spots for the college football playoffs. So now you focus on those eight schools. Some may eliminate others in future matchups. Maybe the Clemson-Miami game is one. The SEC, you've got Georgia, Alabama, and Auburn all in the mix. But there's a lot that could come from this. I just see as it right now, of the top 10, Notre Dame and Penn State are the two schools that I just don't think have a ch- chance to break into the top four. Ohio State, even with the two losses, I still think has an opportunity because they've got their game against Michigan. They've got the game against the Big Ten winner. Yeah. Now, now the Michigan game may not be as great of a win if Wisconsin beats them this weekend, and then it's vice versa that the Wisconsin game that Ohio State could play if they were to play the Big Ten title game maybe wouldn't be as big of a, of a matchup. But the fact is, I still think that they would have a shot where I don't think Notre Dame or Penn State have enough down the line to be able to break into the top four. No, and and I but this isn't doesn't this speak to why keeping it at four teams is so much better than p- people already wanting to expand it to eight. Like doesn't this speak to that? Like it just makes it so much more interesting. Like all these games matter now. Yeah. As opposed to listen, if you're Alabama and you're sitting at one, what do you care if you lose the Iron Bowl? You're telling me they're going to pick eight other teams ahead of you when the final poll comes out? Who cares? Like, like it doesn't matter. That's why this four-team playoff is all – keep it this 
Every year moving forward, do not get greedy and think you need eight teams. You're going to water it down, and these games coming up are going to be less significant. If there were, uh, if there was an eight-team playoff, the Pac-12 would still have hope, and you would also have an argument, Jonas, that the conference champions should automatically get in, which I don't think is necessarily fair. I don't think it's fair to put a USC team at number 11, and if they go on and beat UCLA this Saturday, go on and win the Pac-12 title game, I don't think that their resume is enough to beat any of the other eight teams that would be in this, you know, eight-team playoff that we are talking about. It just, to me, it, it doesn't seem fair. I also think with the way that the college football landscape is played out and this margin for error, the the days of having three unbeatens like you had in 2004 going into that final weekend with Oklahoma, USC, and Auburn, those days are done. Yeah. And, and just adding four more spots to try to decipher between even more one or two lost teams, to me, even adds confusion and then puts less of an importance on the regular season. There are... Oklahoma's schedule to me and what they have done with that schedule, and I know there was a home loss to Iowa State, but their wins, their three big wins, to me are just something that you can't take away. And if you put them in an 18 playoff, those three wins for them just aren't as important as they are right now at a 14 field. And I've always said that I liked, I think Alabama was, had figured out how to schedule non-conference games because Alabama the past three years, I think it's been uh, Florida State, USC, and Wisconsin were their season openers. And to where you can look back and you can hang your hat on some of those wins because Wisconsin went on to have a good year, USC <laughs> went on to have a good year. And, and and you're looking at it and Alabama's going, man, see, you guys tell us we don't play anybody. Yeah. Forget about Fordham in week 10. What about I- USC in week one? And this year, it's like, hey, uh, Florida State, yikes. Alabama can always counter because they've got Mercer on their schedule this weekend. They can always counter and say, we opened up with Florida State or we maybe played a conference game a little bit earlier against Texas A&M. But the secret with what Alabama does, and I don't hear people talking about this, and this is an issue, and say I've got a Big Ten bias because I'm from Big Ten country and I went to a Big Ten school all you want. The fact is, Alabama isn't scheduling a road game to go up north to play no. at Michigan. You know where they, they play? They play in Atlanta. Yeah. Guess what? Car ride away. Yep. You go to Dallas? Yeah, we could drive to Dallas. Why not? They, they, they play on a neutral site yeah. field. They don't play any true road games against yeah. those top competitions. And get paid millions for oh, it. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you could go through the hit. Uh, Ten years ago, they played a game against Florida State in Jacksonville, Florida. I remember it was uh, Saban's like, first year, I believe. A game in Jacksonville, half the stadium Seminole fans, half the stadium's Crimson Tide fans, and there's they they will not go on the road. They'll play these neutral site games, which are advantageous to them because their fans are within driving distance and will fill whatever stadium they're in. But there is no way that they're going north, and there's no way that they're playing a true road game. It is a it is a secret nobody talks about. Brilliant. You can look at Florida State. Yeah, you can mention <laughs> all the teams yeah. that you talked about. Yep. Hey, guess what? We'll play USC. Go ahead, Trojan fans. Make your trek all the way from L.A. to come to Dallas. We'll see how many fans actually fill up the place in Arlington. It is a it is a clever, clever strategy that has paid off a lot for Alabama yep. when it comes to strength of schedule. Well, earlier we caught up with Pete Futek at College Football News, and I, I was curious, all right, what would cause the most chaos? So first got to find out. You hear the, the ingredients you need for chaos. You need a very sensitive fan base. You need a team that feels like they're being screwed. 
And then you need a whole bunch of other things to happen. And Pete Futek laid it out for us earlier here on Fox Sports Radio. If you want the real chaos moment, if you want the thing that's going to get fans on a, on, a, on a whole other level sort of screaming, I, I don't know if there's a, a, a real contingent of, of people out there who are just dying to see Wisconsin to get in. But if somehow they go 13-0 and and for whatever reason they don't get in, <laughs> that's a problem. Man, I, that's all I want. I want a I want a bunch of stuff to happen. I want uh, I want Wisconsin to go thirteen and zero. Pete even laid it out to where he talked about what if Miami and Clemson play in this ACC uh, championship game classic that goes three overtimes and they all look great. And then uh, you know Auburn uh, runs the table and then Oklahoma is still sitting there. Like it's not that far fetched. I don't think it'll happen, but there there is the possibility that Wisconsin is on you know the outside looking in at the end of this. Again, I don't think that's going to happen, but there is that possibility. It'd be fun to see. As you're trying to look at all of the chaos that, that could occur and you try to look at Wisconsin's resume, they would have a win against Michigan, and let's just say a win against Ohio State, where you would hope that Ohio State, for Wisconsin's case, would be in that, in that top tier. But then again, you're pointing to a win against Iowa that was total letdown city. You could see that coming from a mile away last week. You have a win against Northwestern and maybe a win against FAU. Like, like we're talking Lane Kiffin's FAU that they had in week two, and those are the great yeah. wins for Wisconsin, and that's why you get the total chaos that Pete talks about. I said Auburn is the one that's going to make the, the chaos because I think Auburn can run the table and win the SEC title game, and I don't know how you can keep a one-loss Alabama team out of the playoff even if it was compared to an undefeated Wisconsin team. I just I, – I don't see it happening. I I, and, I think they would go – I think the, the committee would go Alabama. And this is why being ranked number one, even though it's like, well, you just got to be one of the four. No, no. Being ranked one is an advantage because if you're four and you lose, you drop three spots, you're out. If you're Alabama and you're one and you lose and you drop three spots, you're still in. So, mm-hmm. like, there there is something to where these teams are already ranked right now because I think that may play in play a factor later on if that stuff goes down. Oh, I love it. I absolutely awesome. love it. Wisconsin and Auburn, by the way, 5-6 in those rankings as Auburn is now just shot up. By the way, Reese Davis said on when they unveiled the bracket, said that Auburn at home would be a three-point underdog to Alabama in a week and a half when they play. Just last week before the Georgia game, Alabama would have been a 10-point favorite. So wow. in a span of a week, that line for the Iron Bowl in a week and a half would have dropped seven points. Yeah, I'm not really into that whole game. No, I know you're not. It's um, not your thing. Yeah, they're definitely not into that. All right, so he is uh, Dan Byer. I'm Jonas Knox in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon here on Fox Sports Radio. Up next, we may have a solution. There's been an issue in the NFL. We we might have a solution for you, something that'll that'll save everybody the trouble. That's coming up next, but for all the latest from around the world of sports... Tom Looney. All right. Free at last. Free at last. The three UCLA basketball players are free at last. Leangelo Ball, Jalen Hill, and Cody Riley have landed back in L.A., gone through customs. They're back in their dorm rooms tonight studying, studying their prepared statements for their press event tomorrow, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Not a press conference, a press event where they'll read from prepared statements like on the show Intervention, Jonas I love you, but Oxycontin has gotten in the way. Uh, UCLA players will not answer questions from media jackals. Uh, We were on Celtic watch tonight here on Fox Sports Radio. Black will hit triple zeros. Nothing unlucky about this. 13 consecutive wins. 
The Celtics beat the Nets by a final of 109 <laughs> to 102. Sean Grandy calling the game there at 98.5 FM. The Sports Hub in Boston. Rockets lost tonight. That doesn't happen very often. Toronto repped Hughes to 129-113. Tamar DeRozan, 27 points for the winners. James Harden, 38 for the losers. Dallas lost tonight. That happens a lot. Spurs to the Mavericks, 97. 91, new college football poll is out. Alabama, the number one team in the country, followed by Clemson, Miami, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin. And we now forge forth into the night. Dan Beyer and Jonas Knox sitting in for Jason Smith and Michael Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, I just got this invitation, Tom, to a press event at UCLA. A press tomorrow. event. Yes. Yeah. A press Cocktail event. Cocktail attire me. required. So Cocktail there's... attire. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gosh, yeah. Man, what is cocktail attire? I, I still don't know. Slacks? Nothing we wear around here. We wear play clothes around yeah. here. What would we know? <laughs> I know. Sleeves optional. That's my kind <laughs> oh, of well, party There we time. go. Yeah, that's up my alley. Oh, absolutely magnificent. A press event. That's, that's no questions at all. Here's a statement. Take pictures, record, oh, send it. So much fun. And it'll be the talk of the town. They treated, and I mean they, LA Media, treated the arrival of the UCLA players like a car chase or severe weather. Yeah. It was. You had sky cams. You had people. I mean, it was live coverage. They're tracking flights. It was ridiculous on Tuesday. Although, I think it ended better than that one car chase where the guy ran up onto the uh, the, 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 the guy who climbed that stuff in the Inland Empire. It might have been the Inland Empire. Maybe long. Some, like in California, this guy climbed, went to the water, like where the docks were, and climbed up this this railing and went all the way up to where, like, the cranes dropped stuff off. Like, went really oh, high up. Yeah. And then got nude. He undressed completely and uh, just thought he was going to hang out there. And then he... Uh, oh, he was hanging out. Yeah, he just kind of lost his balance. Oh, gosh. And, uh, oh, I didn't think it had and, that uh, end. Yeah. Uh, wasn't wearing his seatbelt, so mm. to say. So things didn't go real well. Oh, jeez. So, there are certain car chases that end uh, with just yeah. uh, police getting their arrest, and the other ones with a guy accidentally taking a swan dive off a crane. And well, next thing naked, you know, apparently. Yeah. That's what they call a news package. That's what you would call for... Oh, jeez, yeah. Dan. Oh, come on. Uh, I got an idea, Dan. I think it's going to work, all right? So people have an issue with Thursday Night Football. Now, I want, to, I want to be transparent with you and be completely honest. You're probably the fifth person I've tried to sell on this okay. idea. All right. All right? Okay. Nobody, nobody has now, taken the bait. Now, listen, okay, have you tried to sell it to Jason Smith or Mike Harmon, who are supposed to be here tonight, instead you got, you got us, or is, this, or is this just fresh for me tonight here? Um, I tried to sell it over the weekend. Okay. I tried to sell it to Brady Quinn, and I've tried to sell it to friends of mine, an idea that right. I came up with. All right. Uh, again, nobody has bought it. No one has taken the bait. All right. So. Thursday night football. Thursday night football Sky people Cam, don't like. Sky Cam isn't going to do it. Sky Cam, Color Rush, you name it. People don't like Thursday night football. Richard Sherman gets hurt. He's done for the season. You've got injuries. You've got fatigue. You've got play. They don't like it. But the issue is you get paid a lot of money. Networks pay a lot of money for this stuff, and and the players get a chunk of this money, if not as much as they'd like. They get a chunk of this money, so a lot of people get rich off this. So how can you solve the Thursday night football problem, but still keep the money in house? You know, like how yeah. can you keep the money but not have to worry about Thursday night football? And so I got the solution. All right, let's you hear ready. It. Yes. Every week. During the NFL season, not just week one, every single week, two Monday night football games.
games. You take the Thursday night game and you throw it on Monday night and you set it at like 7 p.m. Eastern time. And people on the East Coast were bitching and moaning on the weekend. I'm not staying up that late. Well, I don't care about you. I'm on the West Coast, so deal with it. Get a better time zone. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, we missed the first half yeah. of the first game anyway yeah, at get, work. Yeah, get yeah. out of here. But what do you think about keeping it in-house, but you just move it over to Monday so that way you don't have to worry about the fatigue? Uh, we're not having to worry about whether or not a team's got a cool uniform on so we can watch. And you're not having to worry about injuries because of the fatigue. Back-to-back Monday night football games every single week. To me, it's a slam dunk, and I can't get anybody to buy in on it. Now, do you mind if I ask you some questions how you would handle some of the logistics? Yes, and I will make up the answers on the floor. Let's do this. There are more teams in the Central and Eastern time zones Mm -hmm. than there are in the Pacific and Mountain time zones. Right. So how would you navigate that if you maybe didn't have a window for a West or Mountain time zone? Would you... Still, would you start a game in the central time zone at like nine o'clock local time? I'm willing to be flexible. Here. Okay. Okay. So if 7 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Central time doesn't work for you, I'm willing to work with you and set it at 6 p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. Central time. Oh, oh, that's I, nice of you. I, yeah. I am willing to do that. Okay. Because I, I care about our friends in the Midwest and on the East Coast, uh, just not enough to to give them any more than that extra hour. Now, what about someone who has watched three straight games of football on Sunday? How do you convince them to watch a doubleheader on Monday? Is there, I mean, because that's a hmm. lot of football okay. jammed into just just a, a 36 to 48-hour window okay. that you would have. Here's, here's yeah. the solution to that. Open up for each of those people, like people that have legitimate concerns, you open them up. A gambling account. Okay. Okay. Right? And you deposit $50 into the gambling All account. Right. And then you let them sink their That's teeth into live. Really good idea, sink actually. your teeth into live betting on Monday night. <laughs> and I dare you to go back to life as you knew it before. Because you never will. Okay. Okay. Final, final question. Yeah. What do you say to the people who are now forced to watch young Sheldon because there is no Thursday night football anymore? Because that looks like the dumbest show on TV. Oh, young! What is that the, on, like TBS oh, or something? Uh, no, it, it's it's on CBS, I believe, because I've seen promos for this show. By the way, when you run a promo, make it funny, so I may want to watch it. Yeah. You know? like that <laughs> you would that help. That, I would rather go to a movie and be like, all oh, the funny parts <laughs> were in the promos, than to go into it and say like, yeah, that sucked like the promo did. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, yeah. Oh, uh, I just you know if just. You know, there's some people who like Thursday night football. How do you, you know, fill that void? Yeah, it's probably not a good idea. Like, you know, when Subway is airing commercials, they're talking about their brand new sandwich, not uh, Jared Fogle's rap sheet, you know? It's too soon, bro. No, it's not that soon. I mean, the guy's in prison. He's a scumbag. What do you want me to do with it? Um... Well, listen, uh, Thursday, what, we've got NBA on TNT? Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. Okay, I can get that. But yeah. you tell me, it's not that bad of an idea. It's No, it's not. And and you're right about that. It would give them a couple of more days at least of rest. I know that players would rather have the six days off instead of the you know four that they're dealing with or even three. I know that there's a lot of maneuvering that has to go on with buys. I just – I'm at a point in my life as I – Am on my way to forty one. Just turned forty this year, Jonas. I gotta be honest. I could do away with a Sunday night game. I don't. Oh, I, not I, me. I like for the fact of watching the six hours of football that we do. I wouldn't. I would rather have that window move to a doubleheader on Monday night 
and still keep their I really I I know the games are garbage, but it's it's football and I like having that little taste of it early in the week of Thursday. Heck, Monday night's game against the or the Dolphins and Panthers wasn't anything to write home about. Thursday night, I know it hasn't provided tons of great action, but there have been good games, Chiefs, Raiders. I just I for me to jam everything into Sunday. I could leave Sunday by Sunday night by itself and move that to a Monday night doubleheader or keep it on Thursday. I to me of the three major of the three primetime games in the NFL, Thursday, Sunday night, and Monday night, I think Sunday night's the best one. I'll take Thursday. I think Monday night football stinks. I think the production stinks. I think the way it's done stinks. I want the colliding helmets in the intro brought back. I don't need to see some fake red carpet show where they've got a bunch of guys oh. taking pictures like, oh, look at us. You are We're all buddies. Like it's so lame. It's so cheese ball. Give me the helmets colliding in the open and shut up with the rest of it. That's how Monday night football should be. Yeah, I could do away with Sunday night football's open and Antonio Brown's opening package. As oh well. yeah. <laughs> yeah, by anybody else see that? Yeah. If you have so that that picture made the rounds on social media. Uh Antonio Brown um curl route. Yeah. Uh, it, apparently he showed up to the uh, photo shoot uh, and somebody had a dough roller lying around. Oh, geez. again, I'm not. Th- this is just what I hear, Dan. I I haven't studied it completely. It's just what I heard. All right, uh, Dan Beyer and uh, Jonas Knox in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon here on Fox Sports Radio. We do have great news, by the way. Mm, There's a quick sweet. way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes you could save 15 percent or more on car insurance. We're going to hand out a very special award. It is a very special award that you will only hear next on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks, champ. It's the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Beyer. That is Jonas Knox sitting in for Jason tonight, and Mike Harmon also out like to thank those guys for letting us sit in the chair for a few hours have some fun tonight learned a lot from college basketball really getting going on tuesday jonas duke taking out michigan state and grayson allen can now become the villain of college basketball and help that sport maybe gain some momentum where it hasn't over the last couple of years college football playoff rankings coming out allowing a lot of discussion there just a real good Real good Tuesday heading into a Wednesday. Can I ask you a question sports-related, Dan? Yes. Is this the song that is played when Buffalo Bill is is doing the, you know what, in uh, Silence of the Lambs? You nailed it. Is this where it's from? Yes. Yeah, I knew it was from somewhere. Oh, never saw it. Never saw Silence of the Lambs. You've never seen Silence of the Lambs? No, I don't. I it don't rubs see the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. Yeah, he, oh. yeah. Yeah, Buffalo Bill, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. That's well received by the big A, our technical producer. He does something. He does a magic trick. He makes something disappear, basically. Interesting. Interesting. It's uh, it's very. uh, Should I I search it on a work computer or not? Um, No. Well, well, the, no, well, what's great about no. these computers? Alex says no. Okay. Well, what's great about these computers? Uh, they don't work. And if you want to print something, by the way, you're screwed. By the Just way, that is know. a very good rule of thumb in life. Should I search this from a work computer? That's a that's a way that you could really decide on what the right decision is and what the wrong decision is in life. Or you could ask, like, if I should steal it from China, right? Yeah, we could ask, yeah, if you could steal it from China for sure. <laughs> There's a lot of questions we could ask. <laughs> Who stole the most? Uh, but, you know, Dan, uh, it's time to hand out an award. All right, let's do it. And so this award is the Geico Play of the Day. Put in jail. Oh, yeah, sure. Put your dad's tooth 
one where they were yelling world peace. I, listen, this is what this scene was like when the UCLA basketball players came home to Los Angeles. It was like a minute and a minute and a half of paparazzi oh, so of 50 good. to 100 people just yelling questions at LiAngelo Ball and his UCLA teammates, including who stole the most. That was, uh, and then somebody asked if this was going to bring world peace. Oh, amazing. What a play of the day. <laughs> what type of punishment do you expect to school? Is the electric chair on you the Is Michigan State gonna beat Duke? That was the question. Are you gonna bring world peace? <laughs> so lame, man. Uh, by the way, uh, we do have uh, that was brought to you by Geico, Dan. That play of the day was brought to you by Geico because great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Have Take you ever, that for data. Have you ever seen uh, paparazzi like the behind, like you've been on around somebody when paparazzi shows up? So Mark Thompson, who works for um, AM570, the local affiliate, our, our flagship in Los Angeles, their sister station is KFI AM640. And so the Tim Conway show, which is a great show, I listen all the time. Mark Thompson is a part of that show, and he's been with, he was, was with KFI for a long time, uh, did weather and all that. And so Mark Thompson was at like the catch in LA, which is a really popular, trendy spot. And took a video on Twitter or Instagram, one of the two, and there was paparazzi. It seemed like 50, at least 15 paparazzi. You know who they were waiting for? That guy who was like the hot felon. They gave him the nickname. He was arrested. Oh, yes. His mugshot. He was like a good-looking guy. Yes, yeah. He was walking out with on a date with somebody, and there was like 15 or 16 cameramen taking his picture. And Mark Tom's like, here's the behind the scenes on how it works. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, like, what the hell is this thing come to? Like, what is happening here? When the hot criminal gets <laughs> yeah, 10 like, to 15 like, people outside waiting. But how does he get a reservation at the catch I don't know, well? man. And how's uh, he got two money? For, two for hot criminal. Yeah, like, like, how's that guy have money? Like, what is it, Where did he make his money off of? <laughs> oh, uh, I've, I've seen vehicles leave coffee joints because someone goes in and gets their coffee and and take off like that. But there are also times where all of a sudden I've seen celebrities in spots that you just don't recognize. And I one morning got a coffee at a Starbucks and saw Don Cheadle ahead of me in line. You know, that's a big deal. Saw Lou Ferrigno, week in and week out at a local grocery store, no paparazzi. Yet the guy who was the hot criminal with blue eyes and tattoos it's ten to fifteen at a, yeah, a restaurant. Yeah, it was like a, a I don't know, catch or what create whatever. It's some place I can't afford. That's where he was at. And he got like 15, 16 cameras. Do you think there's gonna be paparazzi outside the studio when we walk out or just that same homeless guy? Well, no. Th- no, they're gonna be here because Ben Maller's here. How about that's you? so they're yeah, so they're going to be here for sure. That's that that is a given. Yeah. So that's where they are going to be. Because I know like you've got a lot of fans over at the liquor store. 
Like the one guy who likes to change the prices on you at the liquor store next door. Yeah, I know that, that's yeah. they they change the prices at the liquor store down the street more than the college football playoff rankings change from week in and week out. Careful, Danny might hear you. I, I'm just saying they change <laughs> a lot. Are you going to bring world peace? From BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment. Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.